welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Wednesday, August 2nd. Can't believe it's August already. We are here live. It is time for Destination Health. We have no guests today. Uh, Lauren is here with me. We don't really have a theme. I have a bunch of things I want to talk about, and then we'll, uh, we'll get to your calls and questions. So line them up, 855-950-3835. Lauren, good morning. Good morning, Kevin. <laughs> well, that's a beautiful way to start the morning, giggling. Oh my gosh, I can't get over the sound. <laughs> What's going on? Um, so what, what, is it some kind of filter that you're using? No, I'm not doing anything weird. So if we have some weird audio, I have no idea what's, what's happening. No, you have to be kidding me. No, we better, in fact, we need to bring, um, streaming today. Is it Angie? Angie, do I sound weird to you? Oh boy, I sound like a demon. Do I sound? Do I sound like that as well? No, you sound totally normal. Oh my gosh, this is so bizarre. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin to start to try to figure this out. Like, I mean, I not, can't even take you seriously not, right now. <laughs> well, I guess not. First, first, Aaron said you sound like a demon. Now I sound like a demon from hell. You really do. <laughs> I feel like you have oh, no. some kind of, I don't know, oh, some kind of filter on, so, like, kidnapped someone I know, and then you're telling me, you know, but, you know, you're you're giving me like some ran- ransom information. <laughs> oh, you know, you know <laughs> what? You know what? You this My, is crazy. So let me check something here. Um, uh, bring this off. I, ju- I think I actually found the problem. Um, oh, great! Except I can't clear. Yes, clear that. Do I sound better now? Oh my gosh, there we go. Yes, you're back. All right, so I don't even know if I should try to describe this, although this problem is something new and it's making me a little crazy. So on my audio board, Aaron said whatever it was, we're doing it again. Uh, Oh my goodness. So on my audio board, it's got these things, like it's a row of eight big buttons and they can be customized to do different things. Like my show open is on that first button. So all I need to do is hit that on the the audio board and it plays the open. And I don't even have to have a computer. I can just load all this stuff onto the audio board and just hit a button when I wanna play a sound clip. Well, you can, there's another button that takes those eight buttons and puts them in another mode, two or three other modes. So you have more buttons. So instead of eight, you could potentially have 32. You just keep scrolling through, but these eight physical buttons can do 32 different things. And for some reason, I've been using this board for a year. Every day now, it those eight buttons switch to a different function or a screen, and I don't know why. It's never done that before. So when I go to hit my open, nothing played because it, the buttons were on a different feature, but I didn't realize that feature was voice alteration with all these weird voice filters. So I figured it had to be in the board because there's nothing else going on. My computer isn't even a part of my audio. So 
Oh, all right. Ah, what a way to start the day. I'm so relieved that you figured that out. I, I could not. I don't know if I could have done the show like that. Well, it's, I don't think anybody could. Um, Angie says her face hurts. She was laughing so hard. Oh, how weird. Thank you. <laughs> how weird. So sweet. Oh, so man. Sweet. Um <laughs> Matt says I sound like Barry White. <laughs> oh, oh no. All right. Now I totally lost my train of thought. I had this big, deep, you know, topic I wanted to talk about today, but maybe I should skip it because we've kind of blown it now. Uh, all right. I'm just, what's new and exciting in your world this week? Let's start with that. Oh, I had a great weekend, I have to say. We got, you know, it's very uncharacteristic for Florida to have waves uh, at this time of the year. And we had a beautiful Saturday and Sunday with a small swell. So it was longboardable. Oh, nice. Offshore wind. It was incredible. And I finally feel like I've got the longboard down because I'm a shortboarder typically. And it's taken me a little more time to figure out the longboard. Yeah. I don't know. It's very strange. Usually it's the opposite. And I had well, two really fun days of surf, so yeah, I can't complain. It's, it's kind of funny because I'm dealing with the same thing on the foil right now. And it was one of my topics I was going to talk about. So you're right. A longboard, I, they're so big and stable. You just stand on them, right? And they're, they should be the easiest thing to do. The, but Sometimes not. Uh, It's kind of like this foil. I have done a lot of things on the water. I mean, I grew up with a boat starting about the time I was 11 or 12. Started water skiing, went to slalom skiing pretty quick, then started playing around with knee boards when they hit the market. And I had these things called shoe skis. They it was a, a ski that was only about It was less than two feet long. They were just like a boot on a little tiny ski and they were like a step towards barefooting. So I played around with those. And then one summer I did learn how to barefoot. Took me almost the whole summer. And I'm pretty sure my chiropractor got a new BMW out of the deal because I would see him every (laughs) Monday after the weekend. I would tweak my neck. And so I've, I've ridden everything you can possibly ride on the water either behind a boat or when I was in Orlando, Orlando actually has a lake where you can go wakeboard and you don't need a boat. Oh yeah. They have a pulley system. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was very cool. And it was right between my house and where the trucks were parked. So I would just keep my board and vest in my car and I would just stop by, be driving right by the place. And I would just stop by. I had a, a summer pass and you'd, Throw on your vest, walk up to the platform, put your put your uh, wakeboard on, and you would there. There's handles there, like ski rope handles, and you grab one and you wait for the pulley to come around and grab your rope. And the platform is actually but the platform's ten or twelve feet off the water, and you actually just jump into the water as the rope comes around and grabs yours, and you jump in and off you go. And you can just keep going around this big oval lake. 
And they had ramps and jumps and all kinds of crazy stuff in there if you wanted to do it. And if you if you dropped off, you were pretty close to shore and you would just swim over to shore and walk back to the starting point again. So it was really fun. I mean, you oh. could. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like you got to drag the boat out and do all that stuff. So I could just stop by and, you know, wakeboard for a half hour if I wanted. So I am really, really frustrated with this foil. I'm just not getting oh. it. I had a yeah. probably my best day on Sunday. We finally got really good, strong winds. So I was able to make a lot more attempts at it. That's one of the problems. Last season, I started so late. We really don't have good wind days towards the end of summer and fall. So I was just frustrated a lot. You'd mm-hmm. sit out in the water. It's kind of like surfing if you can't get a wave, right? Yeah. You're not going to learn much if yeah. you're every day you're out there. There just aren't good waves. And last season, I spent a lot of time out there and there just wasn't good enough wind. Now, once you get the hang of this, that is enough wind. It, or I could just get a little bigger wing. And, and so you can go a lot of days, but it's hard to learn on those days. Um, even the wind on Sunday was really strong, but it was also really gusty. So that's a lot more challenging. Um, everybody I've talked to said, if you wanted to learn this quick, you should go out the ocean and do it. The winds are much steadier. The conditions are a lot more consistent. Um, people love wind sports in the gorge because they're so crazy. The winds are so strong and erratic. And I mean, that's what they love, but that's a tough place to learn. Yeah, I bet. So, but I had a good day. Um, I had some pretty spectacular crashes because with those gusts and the, the really strong winds, I found out how fast this board can go. When you do get up on the foil, man, is it fast. I've, I've, I don't know that I've gone this fast on the water before. And that, that's, oh, you know, really? yeah. And I used to have a, a ski boat with a big V8 in it, a little tiny ski boat with a big V8. And even with that, even barefooting, I mean, I, I think if I remember right, the barefoot speed I needed was like 34 miles an hour. There's a certain amount of speed based on your weight and your, that, you know, is a minimum just to be able to get up. And I think it was like low thirties. So I would tend to barefoot around mid thirties or so, which is fast. It's really fast on the water, but you can get going significantly faster on this board. Um, so I had some pretty spectacular crashes when the wingtip catches the water, you know, you're up on the foil and then the foil drops a bit and it's just enough to catch your wingtip. And then your wing goes over forward. And then if you don't let go, which I didn't, I went head first over the wing and then landed in the wing. Uh, I'm still feeling that one. Oh, yeah. I bet. Yeah, I, I don't be very dangerous, actually. You know, I, I've had some I had far, far worse injuries when I used to race motocross. I've done a lot of things on the water. I've never, never had an injury yet that sent me to the emergency room. They're just things that you get banged up. It hurts. And but I haven't had anything that major. The water is a whole lot more forgiving than the ground. You hit the ground at 30 miles an hour, you know it. It Hit the water at 35 (laughs) miles an hour, and it starts to feel like the ground, too, though. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I was thinking more that the the foil itself, 
the wing and stuff, those, those are dangerous. If you so don't try to push yourself away from it, it could be dangerous. The board would be, the board and the foil. The foil would be really dangerous. That's thing got all kinds of crazy sharp edges. The funny thing is you, I never seem to get tangled up with the board. Remember, there's no boots. It's more like a surfboard. You're just standing there. You know, I used to get tangled up in a wakeboard because I, I had really secure boots. And when you go down, you, you've still got the board on. I don't ever notice where the board is during the crash. It's like nowhere near me ever, it seems like. Got it. The wing, okay. I'm always getting tangled up with the wing or not letting go. And I really tweaked my wrist that time when it rolled over because I... My my instinct is to hold on and try to save it, you know, and I got to I got to realize most of these there's no saving once, you know, it's gone. You might as well just let go of that wing. Um, but I was shocked at how hard I landed inside the wing. And when I when I felt myself hit it, I thought I just tore my wing up again. Nothing wrong with it. It was fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. yeah, my my biggest challenge right now is. The weather is absolutely perfect for me to be in the garden and the garden needs a lot of work right now. I got to finish up some of the summer stuff and get all the fall stuff planted. And I'm starting to run out of time because we're leaving in the first week of October. So I've got to try to make sure I'm going to be able to close out the garden, get all my fall stuff planted. And the, the weather's perfect. So yesterday, right after the show, I just went out and spent the whole day in the garden. But I'm also watching the wind, and if the wind's any good, I want to go spend all day on the water. So right now, I don't think I'm going to get a whole lot of work done for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have to take advantage of the water this time of the year. So, you know, treat yourself how I think about it. <laughs> Conditions are perfect right now. I mean, almost, I, I probably could have gone out yesterday. And there are places on the river that I definitely could have gone. I'm just not good enough to go to those places yet. You know, where I'm practicing, it's a, it's still fairly sheltered. So if you get blown down river, um, you just get out at the shore and just start over again. If you get out into some of these other places, yeah. you, you could get blown two miles down river and there's no place to get out. I mean, it, it gets pretty crazy, but it's interesting now that I'm studying the winds. It, I was, where I practice, I can look across the river and down river about a quarter mile and, and the wind will be six or seven miles an hour faster right over there where I can see it. Yeah. That's how crazy the winds are. Wow. So once you get good this time of year, you can virtually go every day. I mean, we very seldom have a day where you wouldn't be able to go. Right now, my, my threshold is like 20 miles an hour. If it's a, a steady 20 miles an hour plus, I'll go because that way I can, I can attempt every time I want. If it's one of those days where it's 15 to 20, then you end up sitting in the water a lot waiting for a good wind. So I, I usually won't go waste my time on that. So I'm looking forward to when I can just go wherever I want, whenever I want. Yeah, I like that. I'm just, nice. a little, I'm just a little frustrated. Nothing other than barefooting, nothing on the water has ever taken me this long to learn. I mean, from what I understand with the foil, it is it, it is a learning curve. And there were three guys out on foils this weekend, but without, uh, you know, it, it was, you know, like I said, it was offshore wind. There was like hardly any wind and they just used 
the energy from the smaller waves. And oh my gosh, it looks so much. It It, looks like a blast. Isn't it crazy? Once you get good at this, I watch guys out, especially when there's waves out on the river, because we get crazy waves. uh, They'll just, they'll ride around and they're not even using their wing. They're just holding the wing behind them and it's feathered out and it's not doing anything. And they can ride that foil almost forever, even without the wing. They're just using the energy of the waves. And then when a barge goes by, they'll actually go ride the wake on the barge and you don't need the wing then. And then if they want, they, you know, pick up the wing and take off somewhere. It's, it, it really does look like a lot of fun. Uh, you know, when I'm out there, I'm kind of in the, the beginner section. All the beginners start over in that cove. And, you know, my line is, when is the fun supposed to start? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, so, all right, let's let's uh, let's get down to a couple topics I have. We have some calls coming in. Line them up. We've got, uh, we've got three hours here if you want, um, and then we'll head over to Twitter for a while today. You joining me on Twitter today? Sure. Okay. I can join you on Twitter today for Good. sure. All right. Uh, start off a little lighter. Um, I do have one kind of really deep topic. I don't know how. I've tried to get into it a couple times. I keep, I just have a hard time getting all my thoughts organized in a way that makes sense on this. So we'll start with an easier one. Aspartame. Oh, okay. This stuff's bad news, right? Aspartame is a... Oh, yeah. It's an artificial sweetener. It's used in a lot of sodas, a lot of desserts, a lot of sugar-free stuff. Been around for quite a while. I don't know. When did this stuff come around? 60s or 70s, probably? Uh We've always told people absolutely avoid this stuff like the plague. This stuff is toxic. I can't believe that they put this in food. Um, And when you think about it, the only reason we have these things is because we started eating so much sweet stuff. And then we figured out sweet stuff makes you fat. So they created artificial sweeteners. That was it, right? That's the only purpose of this stuff is so that you can eat something that tastes sweet, right? Yeah. Are are we really willing to poison ourselves for that? Seems like the answer is yes. (laughs) Well, we aren't, but people are. Other people. Yeah. You want to know what's really bad about this? And I hope people really, really think about this. Here's the um, here's the headline. Aspartame effects show up in offspring two generations later. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Remember Pottinger's cats? Yes, I do. That was a big part of our training. Um, Pottinger the experiments he did, he used cats uh, because they have a much shorter lifespan and he was trying to prove something that was generational. So it took years to do this, but he proved using cats that a poor diet will show up in offspring several generations later and then trying to reverse that could take several generations. That's scary. That is, I think, I think he went up to four generations. Was I it? think he found that, the link. That, that sounds right. I, I, yeah. I Let's think about that. Wow. Uh, I don't know my family history very well at all. 
one of my grandparents, my grandfather on my mother's side was dead before I was born. And the other three grandparents were all dead by the time I was 13. So I, I wow. don't even know my grandparents really well. And one of them I never met. I have no idea about my great grandparents. I don't know if they were the first generation to come over here. I know nothing about them whatsoever. So that's only three generations back. And what those people did affected my health. Even one more generation beyond that, and I have no idea who they were. I, I know they were probably in Scotland and Ireland, but I know nothing else about them. And yet what they did affected my health. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's true. It's, it's, it's how it works. It's, <laughs> it's genetics. We're not, we, we talk about genetics a lot and we say that, you know, it doesn't have to be triggered by genetics because of the discovery of epigenetics, but it is still genetics. So we have to be clear with people and explain that you can still get things through genetics. Um, and, you know, it's that epigenetics and the study of that has proven that, yes, where genetics can kind of set the tone, it's your lifestyle that really, you know, enables that to, to be the case. Yeah. So. Yeah. So there are... <laughs> We don't want to focus on genetics as the problem for a lot of reasons. One, the biggest one, you can't change it. Now, can you, you talked yeah. about epigenetics and we know that genes have a switch. They can be turned on or turned off. So they will affect our health or won't affect our health. And that all comes down to diet and lifestyle. So we, that's what we focus on diet and lifestyle, not the genetic part of it, because we can't really change that. And the only way we can change it yeah. is diet and lifestyle. So let's focus there. But um, based on what we know about nutrition, there are things that I'll never be able to change. My height, 5'5 five, five for a male is really short. That's been linked to, to poor nutrition. We, human beings should be bigger than that. Male human beings should be bigger. And if you're not, it, it's, a, it's a poor nutrition somewhere in your history. My jaw size, I have a very small jaw and crowded teeth and a small nasal area. That was always a problem for me in sports. I, no matter how much I condition, I can only get in. I, I can only get in so much oxygen, and and that's a physical thing. And and again, that the jaw size comes back to nutrition. It's one of the first areas that get affected. You know, we look at these hunter gatherer tribes. They've got these big jaws and big teeth when you see them, and that's it's not very common in humans anymore. Yeah. Huh. So, so wait, what, how did we start the conversation? <laughs> yeah, um, the aspartame. Oh, the aspartame. Okay, yes. yes so, yes. so what I'm trying to get across to people is we've been affected. I, I can see that I've been affected by poor nutrition in in my history, three and four generations back. Well, three and four generations back, they their diet was significantly better than ours. They didn't have trans fats. They didn't have aspartame and all these chemicals. They, they weren't eating low fat and low calorie. Their diet was way better than ours, but it still was not a good human diet. Now I start thinking, what chance does this next generation have? Our diet has become so horrendous. They are now the second and third and fourth. Well, you know, we're up to certainly up to second and third generation that has been affected by our modern diet now. 
And we now see children becoming obese and metabolically sick before they're 10. Are, are we ready for what's coming? No, we're not. I don't think we are. You know, and I, I, you know, you're having a baby right now, so I'm sure this is on your mind. The good news is you know how to avoid all of this, but very, very few people are doing the things that we do for health. This is still such a small, tiny percentage of the population, even with carnivore and keto becoming more popular. What you tend to see in the general population is people start this and then drop off. Just like everything mm-hmm. else, a lot of people don't stick to it. And I just, I can't imagine what, what our country's going to look like health-wise in another generation or two. I know. It's a real, it's very scary to think about. And someone has to take care of all these people too. Uh, yeah. And the medical costs are going to be astronomical. Yeah. No, there's no doubt. And, and, and look at what, you know, it makes me crazy. We have figured out how easy this really is to be healthy. Let's be honest about it. it. If our world wasn't so screwed up, this would be really, really simple, right? There is nothing all that complicated about being healthy. Mm-hmm. It's our, our world. Yep. Everything about our lifestyle works against our health. Our food supply is awful and gets worse every day. Our stress levels, our light levels. Now we have all these new LED lights. Almost all of them are really heavy into the blue range. We, we've got EMFs that just keep growing and multiplying and more devices and more, you know, Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. And there's, it's just... I look at this and I think we've got to pay attention. We, we we somehow have to realize what's coming. Yeah, we really do. Now let's let's lead that into the big deep topic that I keep trying to get my head around, and I can't, and I can't explain it. I think I've got my head around it maybe, and it's kind of scary, but um, I have a hard time explaining it, and it's it's. <sighs> The fact that this can't be, when I say this, I mean everything going on in our country, in our world. This isn't just our country. There's patterns around the world in what's happening in first world countries. And when you look at it and you try to figure it out, all the different things going on, it looks like there is no way to say this isn't planned. Yeah. I know. I hate saying that. <laughs> well, I, I do too. I'm not, I, I, you know me, I hate talking about big conspiracy theories, even if they're true. It's, it's so hard yeah. to prove. It's hard to get your head around. It's hard to imagine if this is some sort of conspiracy theory. The worst part about that is that would require a lot of evil people, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. I have a hard time imagining there are that many evil people. Maybe I'm just too naive about this. No, I do too. I have a very hard time with that. So then I have to, I try to figure out, well, how could it just be accidental? How how could it look like it's a big conspiracy to control the world population, which if we wanted to put a, a, a name to it or a purpose or why would they do this? The only thing I can come up with is, is population control. 
They want people that they can control. And why would why would somebody want that? Because that brings you money and power. Mm-hmm. When you can control this many people, like our politicians are able to do today, look at them. How? Why is it that anybody that spends about ten years in Congress becomes a multimillionaire? Why is that? Why is that such a clear pattern? They don't make that much money. I make three or four times more than most politicians make. How do they become so damn wealthy? No sense. Yeah. So it it starts to look like that's what this is all about. It's all about money and power and so then I start to look at what could we possibly do to fight back against this? You can't outspend them. Forget that. We're never going to win this with money because it seems like the people who are hell bent on doing this, whatever this is, have ungodly amounts of money and it gets worse every year. It, it, I, I hate that phrase. The rich keep getting richer and the poor keep getting poorer. But at the mm-hmm. top level, this is what we're seeing. It's it's really kind of crazy. Um, so then I start to focus on, well, well, one of the things we still have control over is our health. I'm not yep. even I'm not even really confident about how much control I have over my money right now. I've worked really hard to get to where I am financially, and I'm worried. Mm-hmm. I, I'm worried because I nothing is making sense anymore. I, I really want to be invested in something and I can't find anything to invest in. Yeah. I wanted it to be real estate. I cannot believe real estate prices are on their way back up again. That doesn't make any sense to me, but it's happening. The stock market's a mess. I don't want to be anywhere near it. So I'm just mm-hmm. not confident about being able to control my financial situation as much as I'd like to. I'm still very confident that I have virtually total control over my own health right now. Yeah. There's, I mean, you have, you have to have control of yourself. There's nothing else you really do. That, have that's, to, there's very little. I have that's really my point is, is I've always said, focus on what you can control. And I, I don't want people to give up control of their business or their money, but the one place we really do still have the most control is our health and our health affects everything else. So to me, this is the single most important issue in our life right now, our health. Mm-hmm. Probably always mm-hmm. is, but I think it's really, really becoming critical. And it seems like there is a, a very big force lined up against us that's trying to change that. That's trying to take our health out of our control. Yeah. We are doubling down on fake meat. I've seen salmon now that looks a lot like real salmon and is totally fake. There's pork and chicken and it's all fake. And we keep doing more of it. Our food supply is getting worse, not better. And... Our uh, big pharma is so out of control. How many new drugs can they create? This seems to be endless. Oh, my God. They should shift their focus on, you know, keeping people healthy. 
but that's not where the money is. <laughs> so let if if we want to huh. continue with the conspiracy theory part of this, what do we mm. say you should be eating the most of to be really healthy? Animal foods. Yes, animal foods, meat, right? We know it. I mean, there there is no doubt in my mind anymore at all. The more animal foods we eat in our diet, the healthier we are. I, I just, I don't doubt that at all. I am convinced of that. Um, how about this for a headline? Report predicts next pandemic will come from meat. Stop it. Nope. That's what's going on. Oh, come on. There's this whole movement going on against meat right now. Yes. And why? Because All when control, wow. if you can keep people sick, you can control them easily. Get rid of meat and human beings will stay sick. Unbelievable. What, what about this? You know, this, I don't even remember the name of it. I've, I've mostly ignored this I, and maybe I'm ignoring it because it scares the hell out of me. This idea that you get bit by a tick and you can't eat meat anymore. What? From uh, after getting bit by a tick? Oh, yes. You haven't heard this. That's a thing? Oh. No. It's a real thing. Let me go try to find the name of it. I'm pretty sure there's a name. Like I said, I've, I've known about it for about three years now. This is not even new. This is well documented. I've just tried to avoid it. And I think most of these cases are probably in the southern part of the country. Um, uh, uh, what are we going to call this? Tick. Um, Ticks and meat. How about that? Uh, they're, they're calling it some, it creates some kind of an allergy. AGS, tick-borne meat allergy, has put thousands of Americans at risk. This is a thing. Wow. Um, uh, AGS, what does this stand for? Um, Alpha-gal syndrome. Yep. Alpha-gal syndrome, AGS. As many as 450,000 people in the United States. More wow. than a, more than 110,000 suspected cases were identified between 2010 and 2022. Um, researchers also found that 78% of healthcare providers had no knowledge of the condition whatsoever. So here's what happens. Alpha-gal is a sugar found in meat from mammals, pork, beef, rabbit, lamb, venison, um, mammals and products made from mammals, gelatin, cow's milk, milk products, and even some pharmaceuticals. It is not found in humans or apes. AGS is a severe allergic condition some people experience after they consume food or products containing alpha-gal, but it is primarily associated with the bite of a lone star tick in the U.S., other kinds of ticks have not been ruled out, though. Localities in the southern, midwestern, and mid-Atlantic regions um, are where they're seeing the most cases. I had no idea. This is news to me. Yeah, so what happens, you get bit by the tick, and you don't really have any symptoms. You get the symptoms two to six hours after being exposed to these foods or these products. 
So you, you get bit by a tick, nothing happens, you're fine until you go to eat meat or some sort of an animal product. Then you could get hives, nausea and vomiting, heartburn and indigestion, diarrhea and severe stomach pain, cough, shortness of breath, drop in blood pressure, swelling of the lips, throat, tongue and eyelids and dizziness or faintness. Every time you eat meat or animal products. So these people virtually have to stop eating meat and animal products. The good news is you can eat fish. You know, it's only mammals. Um, birds. Still, that, I birds can are, imagine. I guess it. birds would be okay too. So chicken, duck. Okay. So it, it, it's not not a total death sentence, but it, it's certainly a game changer. And we know that mammals are some of our most nutrient dense. Uh, but this is kind of scary. Uh, very scary. And this is the first I've heard of. Yeah. The first time I heard this, somebody, it was a caller. Somebody called my show and started talking about this. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, that's not true. No, there's no way you get bit by a tick and you can't eat meat anymore. Oh, no, it's absolutely true. It's not very well known. So, well, the, it, I mean, does it say what kind of tick it has to be? Yes, it it's called a lone, lone star tick. The lone star. Yeah, we, we have those here. Yes. Great. I know. They haven't ruled out other ticks yet. They do know that it is, it is the lone star tick for sure. But they say it's possible there are other ticks that could transmit this as well. We don't seem to know a whole lot about it. And as far as I know, nobody's come up with any kind of a way to reverse this. Unbelievable. Yeah. I can't imagine not being able to eat beef. Oh, that's not a good thought. No, no, I can't imagine that either. That's like one of the main things I eat. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And it's what we should be eating. And, it, you know, you can't go to venison or uh, any of those animals are going to trigger this once you've been bitten by this tick. Unbelievable. I had no idea. I know. It's just crazy. So the the other big topic right now in the natural health world, and you don't see it being talked about anywhere else, uh, the origin of COVID. I mean, we really do believe now it was a lab leak. You know what is really interesting about this, though? Virtually every really scary virus or pathogen like Ebola, and it, we've kind of been led to believe over the years that these things jump species, right? I'm pretty sure they said Ebola came from a monkey of some sort, some sort of primate but then it crossed species and mutated and was able to affect humans, right? Isn't that the story we always hear? Yeah. And isn't is. that what they're still trying to say about COVID? It was a penguin. It was something in the wet market. It was, I mean, they're still trying to say that. That's what they tried to convince us of. Well, it turns out when you go back and look at all of these things, Ebola even, that they're not coming from animals. There, when the Ebola outbreaks happened, they were not that far away from labs that were experimenting with Ebola. The, the claim is mm -hmm. none of this, that, that these viruses jumping species is very, very rare, almost unheard of. That if you really look at the data, that every one of these dangerous pathogens has a link back to some sort of lab experiment. 
Yeah. But they never tell us That's that. True. So the the worry is now that there's more coming. This isn't the end of the pandemic. And really, whether it jumps from another species or it's manufactured or not, in one sense, doesn't really matter to me. Um, but, you know, what are we going to do if the next pandemic is worse? And it will be. We're, we will have a pandemic that's actually worse than than COVID, if COVID even really existed. We're, that's still kind of weird, too. But this isn't over. So, we know that the healthier you were metabolically, the less COVID was a problem, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, one of the other things they're Absolutely. trying to claim right now, I found this interesting. Um, I've talked with you about my uh, my genetic report, right? And the Neanderthal DNA. Yes. Yes, you have mentioned that before. Yeah, I kind of made a joke out of it. I said I used to use that as an insult. If I thought somebody was really acting stupid, I would say, what a Neanderthal. Uh, And then I got my (laughs) genetic report back, and it turns out that I have more Neanderthal DNA than 98% of the population. 98 98%. I have more Neanderthal DNA than 98% of the population. Yeah, I'm in That's the top amazing. I'm in the top 2% of the Neanderthals on the planet. You know what's interesting though? There's a, a study what's out that? now that is claiming if you didn't get COVID or you weren't aware that you had COVID, you probably have a lot of Neanderthal DNA. They're claiming that somehow that DNA can protect you from COVID. Interesting. Yeah. And I haven't had it that I'm aware of. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool that you haven't had it yet. I know a few people that had not had COVID and they just got it, I want to say, just this year. And for whatever reason, you know how like you hear about people getting it and it's not as bad for whatever yeah. reason, there's like, uh, you know, they felt horrible. And I wondered if it was because they just had never had it before or what the deal could was be. with that. It could be, but then, you know, you, you talk to some people and no one wants to be sick ever, no matter what it right. is. <laughs> right. And so. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, some people will say, oh, it's pretty bad. And some people are like, yeah, you know, no big deal. I feel like if you are not used to being sick or you just don't handle it well, you're going to say it's really bad. (laughs) I, I would be like that. I am a real baby when it comes to being sick. I'll admit it. I hate being sick. I'm miserable. I complain the whole time. Actually, I just want to be alone because I don't want to complain. You know, but it feels like if somebody's around, I'm I'm going to let them know how bad I feel. I, most of the time, I'd rather just stick me in a dark room and leave me alone. You know, I'll, I'll just let me get through this because I am a real baby when it comes to being sick. Um, but as far as I know, like I said, I had I got sick uh, last year when I was on that trip when I was in Pittsburgh. But I tested multiple times and it wasn't COVID. And I didn't have any of you know, the, the COVID symptoms they talk about, like the loss of taste and smell and some of those other things. So I, I don't believe I got COVID. And I explained why I got it. I had run my immune system into the ground. Um, I wasn't eating mm. well. I was drinking more alcohol. I, you know, I was staying up late at night. And I, I know exactly why I got sick, but uh, it wasn't COVID. So I guess we've got another, it, it looks like there's another round of COVID starting again all over the place. Yeah. I mean, I, 
I've heard several people. We we had our routine um, air conditioning checkup scheduled last week, and they called at like seven in the morning to cancel because the the tech had COVID. Like, well, thank goodness he figured that out before he came over. Yeah, exactly. Right now. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I'm pretty confident in my immune system, but I don't want to be around people that are sick. Why take the chance? I don't want to get yeah. sick, and and I'm glad I have a good, strong immune system. But uh, I, I found out last year, after eight years of not being sick, that I can still get sick if I'm not careful. So I'm going to focus on uh, really keeping my immune system strong. Uh, I've done something over the last couple of weeks that I haven't done in years. Want to know what it is? Yeah, definitely. I've gone without any kind of wearable. Oh. I've been testing wearables and using them for years and years and years. And I realized I never go without this. And it wasn't (laughs) even planned. I, you know, the Garmin watch that the charge on that thing lasts like 20 some days. So my battery died Mm -hmm. and I couldn't find my cord. I had been moving cords and chargers all over the house and I couldn't find it. And I'm busy. There's a lot going on this time of year. So I thought, I'll, I'll do it later. And then I didn't do it and I didn't do it. And I, and then finally I thought, you know, I haven't worn it for so long. What if I try to dig myself out of this hole without it? Could I do this kind of by feel now? Because in the past, every time I've kind of trashed my HRV and I've had to recover, the watch is a critical tool. You know, if if my body battery's too low, you just got to chill out and, you know, meditate and do things like that. If your body battery's nice and high, then you can go, you know, hit the X3 bar hard, hit the protocol hard. Um, it, It is a really, really good guide to get you out of that. And I'm trying to figure out now, can I do it as effectively without that help? Could I do it just based on how I feel? And I'm not sure if I can. I I will eventually, but I think it's going to take me significantly longer. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, like some days I wake up and think, man, I'm I'm feeling great today. I'm going to hit stuff hard. And I go to, you know, do some physical stuff, the stress protocol or whatever. And and it's it's about halfway through that I realize no, if I had to guess, I bet my body battery was less than 30 this morning. It, and that's not a good day to do that kind of stuff. So I, I'm kind of figuring it out. I just think that um, that watch is a really powerful tool for this kind of stuff. I think it is as well. I always have. I think, I mean, I don't wear the watch. I wear the ring. And for me, I I, I really enjoy checking it. And I know, I typically know, like, you know, you know, you, you have an assumption on the way that you slept. If you talked and turned all night, you know that you didn't sleep that great. And you know right. your body battery is not going to be great. Um, but, you know, different things that you don't realize, like your HRV, if, you know, some kind of stressor that you didn't realize could be affecting you. It's helpful. It's helpful to know. Yes. I like that one. All right. One more topic. It's a quick update. And then we're going to get to some phone calls. So, um, you know, there was a couple of weeks there I was really talking about AI a lot. A lot of people yeah. complained and, and I backed off a little bit and said, look, I'll do, if I want to talk about AI, I'll do a, a segment on it or I'll do a recording. I, I won't keep talking about AI during all the other segments like I was for a while there. So I've still been following AI very closely. Isn't it funny how we had a rash of the media talking about AI for a while. It seemed like everybody was talking about AI. It's like it's almost over already, isn't it? 
Yeah, it it had like it was like buzzing, and yeah. now it's kind of gone a little quiet. That's kind of what I want to warn people about. There have been other things like this. I don't know if you remember, if you followed this at all. Several years back, there was all this talk about blockchain. Do you remember that? Oh, I do remember that. What the I hell? didn't follow that very closely. I, I didn't either because I couldn't understand it. I went and tried to figure out what the hell this was. And blockchain is, if I think, I, I, I'm just going to say right now, I'm not real familiar with either one of these topics. So I will probably say things that are wrong. Um, I don't give advice much on either one of these topics either because I don't understand them. Blockchain is tied into crypto. I believe that crypto runs on blockchains. If somebody knows better, they can call and correct me. Because like I said, I, I, I really have not studied this. One, because I'm not interested in it. I, I, I'm not interested in crypto as an investment. And I'm not interested in using crypto right now. Because to me, it's just way too volatile and unknown. You know, my number one rule of investing don't invest in anything you don't completely understand. Yeah, like if, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't even like this word, but I don't know what else to use. If you're going to invest in something, you should be an expert in that. Like I said, I don't like that word, but you should be very, very knowledgeable. If you are going to invest in mutual funds, even you should have a pretty good understanding of what mutual funds are. They're not hard to understand, and there's lots of good courses out there. You could learn that fairly quickly. I don't recommend individual mm -hmm. stocks to people because it's too much work. If you're going to buy an individual stock, you should be an expert in that company. You should know their financials inside now. You should know who their CEO is. You should know a lot about that company. And in order to diversify, you should, if you're going to invest in individual stocks, 10 different stocks should be the minimum. You should probably have 20 or 25 stocks. Well, who has time to become an expert on 25 companies? I don't. And it changes. <laughs> they get a new CEO. You got to go back. You got to reevaluate. I, I, I don't have time for that kind of investing. Uh, real estate. I, I, I will not say I'm an expert on real estate, but I'm very, very knowledgeable in real estate in this area. I don't care what's going on in real estate in San Francisco or Chicago or Austin. doesn't matter to me. Mm. I'm going to invest in real estate in this area. So I'm getting really knowledgeable. So when crypto came around and people invest in it, my thought is nobody is an expert on crypto. You can't be. We need history to know how these investments react in different environments. We don't have that history with crypto. The, and, and here's the other thing. People think, well, crypto is crypto. No, it's not. There's dozens, if not hundreds of companies into crypto. No. How do you know which one? How do you know anything about any of them? So I, I don't understand why people are. Oh, and I don't want to get too off track. I, I already am. Let, let's get back to the point here. Um, AI. So the reason I brought up blockchain, mm -hmm. we have lots of these technology fads that come around. Blockchain was one of them. Everybody gets all excited about it and, and crypto. And, and then they kind of fade away, right? Now, crypto hasn't really faded mm -hmm. away and it won't. There is a future in crypto as currency. 
we're nowhere near being able to invest in crypto, in my opinion, not safely. Uh, but crypto is going to, it's being used as a currency. It's not going away. So I kind of keep an eye on it, but I don't really spend a lot of time. What I want people to understand is even though AI has kind of disappeared and it looks like it's going to be like all those other things, it's not. AI is affecting your world and you don't even know it. And it's not going to stop. We may stop talking about it, but it's not going to stop. It is growing like crazy. Um, GPT-5 um, is coming out. So right now, most people are using GPT-3.5 and 4 is out, but you have to pay for it. 5 is coming. Here is the patent um, application for GPT-5. Just a couple paragraphs out of here that caught my attention. Um, here's, here's the one that really matters. Um, downloadable computer software for the artificial production of human speech and text. Downloadable computer software for natural language processing, generation, understanding, and analysis. Now, Everything that was just described there, GPT-4 already does. So what's the big difference? Right now, GPT-4 is running on a server somewhere and you have to access that server. This is now talking about downloadable software. This now makes your phone and your device really, really powerful, even if it's not connected to the internet. That is a major shift in AI. Interesting. Now your refrigerator could be smarter than you are. Oh, gosh. Isn't that a scary thought? This stuff, if they yes. can download this software, now you can put this, this technology into almost anything. A car, a refrigerator, an oven. I, I, so this is not going away. Don't be fooled by the fact that you're not hearing about AI everywhere. Nothing has changed. AI is accelerating so fast it would make your head spin. All right. Yeah. Is that enough deep stuff for today? Yeah, that one's a little deep. That one I just, I can't even begin to keep up with that AI stuff. I know. I'm trying. But I, I don't, I, I got to manage my time. I get, all of a sudden, um, right when I want to work less, there's all kinds of things that I should be working on. But at least for the next month or two, I'm going to start working less for a while. And I'm, I'm, you know, I've only got about 60 days before we leave for our big trip. Wow. So where are you going and for how long? Uh, I don't know. And I don't know. But we're going and it's, it's so we're the plan is to leave here probably around October 10th. Um, there is a truck show in California, a new one that I've never been to. That's around the 12th and 13th, I think. So it's possible we might take off out of here and maybe just hit that show where our, our destination is is Nashville. We're going for the for the um, Nastic conference. So, um, okay. yeah, I'm doing the keynote there. I'm doing some breakouts. We're going to be there as a company. Uh, we, we, it's a pretty big deal for us. So um, we're going to take off and head that way. Um, once the conference is over, I'm not really sure what we're doing. We'll probably stay out on the road till Christmas almost. We might go down. We might be down in your area. 
Uh, Yeah, Lisa's brother and sister both live in St. Augustine. So we may go down there and hang out with Mm -hmm. them. And if we do, we'll come look you up. We'll have to get together if we're going to be there. Definitely. Yeah. And so, and then we might just, you know, hang out and go hit all the places we like in the RV and, and maybe make it back for Christmas. So big trip. It's coming way, way faster than I thought. I really need to work on my keynote. It's probably what I'll do this afternoon uh, for a little bit anyway. But, you know, it's tempting. I want to get out in the garden and I want to get, if the wind picks up, I'm going wing foiling. So I may be writing keynotes at two o'clock in the morning. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Let's, um, let's go to the phones because they are piling up on us here. Go to Ohio. Richard, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Uh, I thought you was the Hulk this morning when I turned into the radio station. <laughs> Terminator. <laughs> I don't know, something. Darth yeah, Vader. Yeah. yeah. Well, as short as, as short as you are, the the tone of your voice, it sounded like you would have turned into the Hulk. Got it. Okay, so uh, I, don't, I don't know if any other truck drivers deal with this issue or not, but um, I noticed my son has got the same issue, but <clears throat> over the years, driving a truck, with my arm up on the head, on the armrest on my window, uh, seems, and it only does it on my left arm, which is obviously it's the one by the window. I uh, get a, a breakout and a, a bad rash on my on my arm on, around my elbow area, and I don't know if it's attributed from the sun beating down on my arm for eleven hours a day, but it it would get real itchy and bumps would come up, and it would just it would drive me crazy. It, it's so bad. The only way that I could find any relief would be quarters on ten, <clears throat> and maybe rubbing some Neosporin on it. And it would only it would it's not it wasn't all the time. It would come and go, um, but this last time that I that it came on me, uh, we got a, a health a health food store that opened up in our town, and they started carrying Manuka honey, and it's uh, the wetter spoon uh, yeah. Manuka honey. That's a good brand. Um, uh, I was going to ask you about the K Factor 16, but first about my issue here. I, I knew you, you mentioned something about manuka honey is a was a, something like an antibacterial. So I just tried it and put some of that on my arm. It was kind of sticky. Uh, the next time I put it on there, I put it on and then I put some coconut oil over over the top of it, made it less sticky, so yeah. it wasn't real, real bad. But my rash is gone and all the bumps is gone. I got just a little bit of scars from, from some of the bumps, but it's not itching me anymore. Okay. Which is awesome. And Manuka honey is pretty incredible for that kind of stuff. So much so that there is a medical grade of Manuka honey that hospitals will use when the, the bacterial infections or skin infections aren't responding to anything else. Manuka honey seems to work when all of their crazy expensive antibiotics don't. Uh, maybe that should tell us something. Maybe we should start with Manuka honey instead of a bunch of toxic drugs. Yeah. It really is pretty incredible for this kind of stuff. Um, now, yeah. I'm glad it works. I, I Before you mentioned the Manuka honey and that it worked, I was going to say next time you get this outbreak, you should try the silver. Um, the sovereign silver first aid gel because it's pretty incredible. Um, but 
That's not the real point of this. The real point of this is we need to find the root cause and just get rid of this, not treat it. I don't want to become like doctors where we treat symptoms and then send people on their way. I want to solve this. I don't believe this is from the sun. Now, does it tend to start on the bottom side of the elbow or the top side? That's on the top side. Well, my arm is sitting on the armrest. Yes, on the top side. It's not 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 necessarily the elbow. It's it's uh, on the like the uh, my elbow is on the bottom. The crease of my 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 elbow is on the top. It'd be right on the side because my elbow is that's just the top of my arm. I guess you would call that. So it's definitely not starting where your arm is touching, like an armrest or a a windowsill, right? No, no, uh, not not where my arm is touching. It's at the top. I was hoping it was that. That would be easier. Uh, this may be sun-related then. Tell me about seed oils in your diet. None. None. Used right. to, but no, I don't know no more. All right. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of stumped with this one. Um, I'm really kind of stumped. Uh, my wife, my wife thought it might have been uh, a form of eczema. Yeah, but you shouldn't have eczema. I mean, I, I'm assuming yeah. if you don't have seed oils in your diet, it's because you're eating a really clean paleo keto carnivore type diet. Eczema should not yeah. be an issue at all. Yeah. Have you ever done a Nutri-Q? Uh Yes, it's been a while. Good. I'm glad you did one, but I'm glad it's been a while because that would actually help us identify something that has changed. And that's what I'm looking for. What's changed? And I'm really, we would be focused on your immune system and the Nutri-Q itself. This is, this is more than mm-hmm. likely some sort of a, an overactive immune response or an underactive immune response, one of the two. So I think on this mm-hmm. one, I, I'm a little stumped. I think we're going to have to start with the Nutri-Q and see what we can figure out. Okay. And also I found out, um, uh, I don't have the healthiest eyes, but, and, and I didn't realize that if your eyes are watering, um, they're, they're dry. <laughs> that kind of, that's kind of uh, crazy, but no, you're right. Um, it's your body's I, I, response to dry eyes is yeah. to produce more tears, right? Yep. So I found some, I've been using some allergy eye drops and everything. It don't seem to help at all. Throughout the days, my eyes would get really bad. You can stop right here. But I, and I'll let you finish the story, but this is a pretty strong clue. Now you've got an immune system issue going on. Okay. When we, I I have found that two symptoms both pointing to immune system at the same time i'm pretty clear this is going to be immune related i I have to ask this you didn't get the jab right no hell no okay good i'm sorry yeah no No. yeah no i don't i don't go i don't go to doc i don't go to doctors (laughs) good i don't go to i don't go to doctors yeah let let's start with the Nutri-Q. hopefully we find something in there if not then we're down to some of that more expensive testing we might have to go look for mold issues uh but let's start with the Nutri-Q and see what we can figure out yeah. Now, um, I, I am using uh, an eye drop. I haven't tried it without like a, a day without doing it or two days without doing it to see uh, if the issue comes back. But in the morning times, I'll get up and I'll just 
I've just got to where I'll just put one drop in each eye, and it's it is also from Manuka honey. It's Optimal. It's Manuka. It's Manuka dry eye drops. Burns really? like hell going in the first time. Yeah, burns like hell going in the first time. Whenever you put it in there, and it feels like somebody just throwed a five gallon bucket of sand in your eyes. <laughs> but but after it gets after it gets rubbed around in there, my eyes are they don't itch, they don't burn, they're not red, and they're not watery all day long. Excellent. Now I, I do have a recommendation for you, and again, we're we're treating symptoms here, or maybe not. We might actually be treating part of the root cause here. I would start also consuming manuka honey every day just a teaspoon or two put it in tea eat it straight off the spoon if you like it i don't care but i would start consuming some manuka honey right now couldn't hurt yeah i, I may grow some people out but uh, scr- uh scrambled me some eggs this morning uh, about three eggs and i put a teaspoon about almost a little over half a teaspoon of manuka honey in it and oh my god uh, it was good oh good however however it works i would be consuming up to two or three teaspoons a day right now will the heat from the coffee affect the the honey i wouldn't worry about it i if put, I put I, it I, I, if i put it in my coffee I, I don't think so i mean maybe it does some but I, I wouldn't worry about it. I, I put manuka honey in tea when I want to consume it, and it I, it seems to work. I okay. wouldn't worry about it. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that's all I have for today, and I appreciate you taking my call. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Let's go to Massachusetts. AJ, welcome to the program. Hi, good morning, Kevin, and good afternoon, Lauren. How are we doing today? Doing great. Thanks for asking. What's on your mind today? Wonderful. So, uh, aspartame, uh, a couple questions about that, but, uh, first I got to, so I, sorry about wakeboard and I started, I learned how to wakeboard when I was, um, I was deployed in, uh, and during freedom and we were, uh, on an Island in, uh, in the Indian ocean, uh, it was a Navy Island. MWR had a ski boat out there and you can take some downtime. They also had a fishing boat too, but nice. do some deep sea fishing out there. But we, so we went out wakeboard. I learned how, I don't know. I spent probably three or four trips before I got it, but you were talking about getting tangled up in a wakeboard and I had a foot come out on a hard hit and the other one stayed in and the thing whipped around, hit me in the head. And we were in a lagoon that was frequented by sharks. And, <laughs> oh, now you're bleeding, right? We knew this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it was great. You go outside the wake where it was smooth, and it was like on glass, and you can see down. Oh yeah, you can see like dolphins swimming, and oh, that had to be awesome. Yeah, it was cool. But when I hit that, and I seen the blood coming down the side of me after the wake would come out of one foot, <laughs> smack me in the head. That I couldn't the boat couldn't get back fast enough. I must. I think I just flew out of the water. Yeah, that's what I'm I mean. Sure. It, it it's it. Well, it, first off, it's weird doing this without being in boots. That's the other thing. So. I think part of the reason I'm struggling mm. is because of all my experience with water skis and wakeboards. There's two big differences. One, everything I did, and, you know, I started getting into things where my boots were like almost up to my knee, you know, big secure boots. Cause if you're trying to do, you know, catch all kinds of air and do flips on a wakeboard, you really want big secure boots. So that's what I'm used to. The other thing I'm used to is my entire life, whether it was a ski, a wakeboard, whatever, I was always right foot back. 
And in this, there's two, three big differences. One, no boots at all. You're just standing. I'm not barefoot. I have my, these booty things that are kind of like made out of wetsuit material. And you know, the funniest thing about these, Lauren, have you seen these things? They, they, uh, it is an absolute camel toe. Booties? Yeah, 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 yeah. I have to wear those even in Florida sometimes. Yeah, so... (laughs) There's a a hole for your big toe, and then there's a section for the rest of your toes. So it really looks like Like a camel toe. Yeah, exactly. Uh, (laughs) But but there's a reason for that. You're actually using that big toe for grip, right? I'm sure surfing is the same way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, but there's no boots, and you just, you know, you catch a gust, the wind just pulls you right off the damn board if you're in the wrong position. Uh, that's one big difference. The fact that you can't ride right foot back all day long, you ride right foot back when you're going in one direction, but when you turn around and come back the other direction, you switch feet. That's the one thing that's, I, I, I can't go the other direction yet at all. I can't even stand on the board with my feet that way yet. But then the other big difference is this damn foil. I think everything I learned about water skiing is exactly opposite of what I should be doing on this foil. And my instincts, you know, you've got that muscle memory. Something happens and your body immediately reacts, but it feels like mine is reacting wrong every time. Like all of my instincts are wrong and I have to relearn all of this. Interesting. Wow. What a challenge. (laughs) Yeah. At least that's my excuse. Yeah. At least that's my excuse, and I'm sticking to it. All right. Yeah. What yeah, else you yeah. got? So the, uh, the aspartame the commercials, I mean, uh, questions. So when did they start putting this in food? Uh, let me check. Um, like, when did? Like the 50s, like everything else? Aspartame. I, I think it's probably a lot longer. Um, so listen to this. Unbelievable. Here, here's just one of the first things I pulled up, and I'd have to go check this to be sure. Aspartame was approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration in 1974. And get this, and then again in 1981. What do you mean again? Then it, approval yeah. was revoked in 1980. So uh, come on, it was already bad enough that they revoked it once and then they brought it back again. Uh, Yeah, 1980, 81 seems to be when it was kind of discovered. And, uh, you know, and then they give us some allowance, you know, a a full grown adult should only eat this much. That worries me, too. Why do we need Mm -hmm. limits? There, There are really no limits on real natural food. My body will tell me when I've eaten enough. Exactly. Yeah, it always scares me when they start talking about who who should do what. Yeah, or or safe or, amounts or, for humans. Yeah, if you have to tell me what the safe amount is, maybe I just shouldn't consume this stuff at all. Exactly. That's a good idea. That's a that's a good good way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, let's think about the other, this. The other, Let, let's think about this generational thing. So somebody born in 1980 is just now i mean they're they're they have children now but this is like the first generation of children yeah it is wow that was my exact uh 
thinking when I had these questions. Like, yeah, this is. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna start. I, you know, I started fixing it. When can I start expecting right. this crap to be out of my right my genes, my bloodline? Yeah, I I, I believe my that, and my wife's parents ate everything the government said was good. For, you know, you know what they should be doing. We all did. We all did. Yeah. I mean, there there was almost no way around it until we learned how much of. Hey, Lauren, I have an mm-hmm. assignment for you. What's that? No deadline on this. It's just something I want you to start, okay. and then we'll continue. I want you to start making a list of all the medical and health lies. Oh, okay. That's going to be a long list. It is. So, you know, you could sit down and probably in 15 or 20 minutes, knock out the the majority of them. But then there's always going Mm -hmm. to be those things that, you know, we think of later on. But I I, I really want to get a list like this started and then just kind of keep it there and we'll just keep adding to it and adding to it. Uh, But I'm... You know, when, when you think about this issue alone, um, we now know that it will affect people generationally, but we don't really know how it's going to. We haven't seen it yet or, yeah. or very minimal. Uh, that's what I mean. I, I am so worried about this. How long, Lauren, I think you've been doing a little work on the vaccination schedule, haven't you? Yes, I have. So yeah. how much has There's that changed in in the last 60 years? In my lifetime, how many new vaccines have been added? Oh, I don't have that exact number. I used to have a piece of paper that showed that, and it was very it was visual, and it was so easy. It was like in 1960, there were like four or five vaccines, and now there are like they go by like the number of shots. So there weren't that many vaccines or that many um, injections. And then now I want to say there are like 70 something injections that you get before the age. That of, is sick. It is. That it is. is. And I, it's hard to find the information. I, I stumbled upon it once. And I know I took a screenshot and I can't find it. I, I tried looking for it last week and I couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah. You think about, and maybe we should start this list. We'll use my lifetime. What has changed Mm -hmm. medically in the last 60 years? Let's start a list of that. And when you start looking at these lists, you're going to wonder how we're even alive anymore. Yeah. It's really scary to think about what each subsequent generation is going to go through. The, the, the children being born right now. What, what a difference. How, how much of a difference is there going to be, Lauren, between your child and the average child? Night and day. Hopefully a very big difference. <laughs> Night and day. It is going Hopefully. to be huge. No, I, I don't have any doubt. I don't even think I need to say hopefully. I am convinced that there will be almost no comparison between the two. One is going to be horrendously sick and weak and um, have mental health issues that are exploding. That scares me. Uh, and, And your child is going to be a real strong human being without all of those problems. That's the plan. That's significant. You know, um, I didn't follow this story a lot when it happened. The uh, Gabby Petito story. Remember that from a couple years ago? 
No, remind me what who Gabby Petito is. Okay, so I just happened to watch a, a Lifetime movie about it last night, and I, we were just sitting around, oh. and I was tired, and I saw it, and I thought, you know what, we'll watch that. I don't watch many movies. Um, so Gabby mm-hmm. Petito, this was in 2021, I think. Um, I don't know, she was like 19 years old. She runs into some guy she knew in school uh, at a party, and they actually get together. The interesting story is kind of if you watch in between the lines. You know, if you if you read, well, let me tell you the story, what happened. They buy a little van, and they're going to do the van life thing, and she's going to blog about it, and they're going to travel around the country. They have four months. They're going to drive around the country in this little van and blog about it. So at some point, they're out near the Tetons, Jackson, Wyoming. They're out there. They're hanging out. And um, it's kind of cool because I've spent a lot of time in that area. I love that part of the country. Uh, And they're fighting a lot, you know, just but but then it starts to get worse. Um, There was an incident where she smacked him and then he hit her back. Um, The police found out about it. They pulled him over. They actually have this video of the police, the real video of the body cams when the police pulled them over in Moab and they get her out of the car and they're talking to her separately and him. And the cop says, you know, we have a report that he hit you. And she said, well, he did, but she was honest. She said, I hit him first. And the cops really didn't want to put her in jail over this. So instead they used a Mm -hmm. rule that allowed them to just separate the two for 24 hours. So they made him go to a hotel. She stayed in her van. 24 hours later, she comes back and picks him up. And that was really some of the last known video footage of her being alive. In fact, it might be the last video footage. She ends up dead. But here's the weird part of the story. They were living in Florida at the time when they started on this trip. The van was technically hers. She was the one that bought the van. They're engaged, but they're not married. She bought the van. He shows up back at home in Florida, and she's not there. And nobody's heard from her in like two weeks now. She was contacting her parents every day, texting them, calling them, and all of a sudden, nothing. And he shows up at home, and their family already has a lawyer, and they're not talking to anybody. And then he disappears, and he ends up, he's out in some 25,000 acre wildlife preserve in Florida and they're searching all over trying to find him and he commits suicide out in the nature preserve. Oh, he did? Yeah, he committed suicide. Oh, I didn't so, realize that, that's how it ended. Wow. And then they found her body, you know, buried out in, wow. you know, near the Tetons where they were camping. But so that's the story. If you read between the lines, if you watch what's really going on, both of these two had mm. some pretty severe mental issues. He had he had no self-confidence whatsoever. In fact, he even said, you know, when we were in high school, there was they were friends in high school. He said, there's no way you would have dated me. And he said, I don't even know why you're dating me now. I'm not worthy of you. That was his attitude that she was. He even said, uh, you're perfect and I can't. So he was wildly jealous. That was the biggest problem. He was so insecure. He had anxiety. He was jealous. She had anxiety and OCD. And I just look at these two and I think, how did we get so many sick young people like this? 
I know. Anxiety seems to be exploding in young people now. Oh, definitely. Well, COVID didn't help. No, exactly. COVID made it way worse. I agree that 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 really. But here's the thing. A healthy human being does not respond that way, even to really stressful situations. Yes, correct. Correct. So there, there is, wow. a, a, in my opinion, there is a pandemic of mental health issues now that are really scary in young people. Yeah, I don't think yeah, anyone can deny that. I, I think so. I, I think when you look at, you know, the, and I've talked about the lack of testosterone in males and maybe too much testosterone in females. I think that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do too. All right, AJ. Anything else? Big problem with the with the hormones. Yeah, with the, I mean, well, I just wanted to, yeah comment on that the hormones and and uh, my wife's going through it right now. We're trying like uh, all kinds of well, we're trying to get the progesterone. We're trying to find a cream that she can use without reacting to. But she's very estrogen dominant, and uh, I would trying to get the progesterone. Here's my uh, recommendation. I, I think I, that's a big thing against all all women or, or I, that kind of thing. Um, has to, I think it has to do with the birth control being so prevalent. That's a big uh, part of it. You know, when the girls are so young. Yep. It's, yeah. a, it's a big part of that's it. My, that's but my, go ahead. My, my approach to this is never to try to use hormones to fix hormones. I don't think right. it works. I have well, not seen much success with um, both hormone replacement and even bioidentical hormone replacement, which should be a little better. I haven't seen much success with it. I don't think, no, I'm positive. If we are trying to fix hormone problems with hormones, we're not addressing the root cause. Lauren, would you agree with that? No, I um, I agree to a certain extent, but when it comes to progesterone, if there was any hormone that is on the safer side to balance out estrogen dominance, progesterone is definitely the I- hormone. To, I, you know, to. I could agree with that, but don't we have to ask the question, why do we need the progesterone? What went Absolutely. wrong? Absolutely. Oh, certainly. Right. So it's yeah, not so the root cause. And that, that's my point is we, we have to figure out how to get to the root cause to solve this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I, glad uh, Lauren said that because, yeah, she's, she's, she's working with Lauren. That's good. Was, good. Uh, and yeah. Uh, that's, what, that's where we're going. Um, One of our clients uh, found success with a chiropractor that she had that um, that that was able to prescribe her just a progesterone lotion. And it it, she's had amazing, amazing um, turnaround with her. Let me ask you this. Her dominance and just balancing her hormones in general. Because you are more well versed in this area than I am. Is the plan to continue that? Or is there something that's going to get fixed and then we could stop doing that? Hopefully stop doing that. that. That's what I would want to know from this chiropractor. How does this work? When, what's going to happen here that I'm going to be able to stop using this product? Yeah, you have to really do a full detoxification because so many things that we're exposed to will drive estrogen dominance. And it's, it's, it's a very, you know, it's, it's a whole detox plan, basically, that you have to consider everything in your house, all your cosmetics, the foods that you eat. I mean, the list yeah. is so I, long. I agree. Mm-hmm. 
I agree. It's not an well, easy it's thing why, to do. You know, we, we do use tools like the receptor detox and some of those other things. And, and we know that's not really solving the problem at this point, but those are tools we need to use. Um, I, I think that the yeah. only way that you fix this is to live as close to primal as you can. I mean, I think almost everything is going to come back to this. It's, it's not as complicated. None of this is as complicated as we think it is sometimes, but it's mm-hmm. really, really difficult to live truly primal. In fact, it's almost impossible. Yes. We can get close. It is. But, but it, it's, yeah. we really can't live that way anymore. I mean, in, unless you're willing to no. go out and, and live in the woods someplace so remote that it hasn't been affected by a lot of these chemicals. Yeah. Good luck finding that. Yeah. All right, AJ, good stuff. So I got I got to move along because the calls, we're actually starting to lose calls because people have been on hold so long. Terrence, welcome. What's up, Kevin? What's up, Lauren? Lauren? Hello. So, uh, you, you, this, when, you, when you started this morning with the show, I, thought, I just uh, changed plans on my phone, <laughs> so I had to restart my phone. <laughs> Um, so I'm going through it. Now I hit the, I hit the uh, app. I'm like, all right, Kevin starts talking. And now this happens once or twice with the, with the app. Like when you first started, if, if, if I'm not getting the stream right. So it kind of goes, it, it's in slow mode. And as it, it, it loads up, you know, it picks up. You just stop it and start it over and it goes, I'm doing that. I'm, I, 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 I shut the, you know, shut the app off, turn it like five times. And finally I come back and I, don't, I heard Laura and I was like, all right. But what I you said, you ever listen to ZZ Top? Obviously, you've heard of ZZ Top. They have a song. It's on Deguelo. It's called Manic Mechanic. Put that song on when you get off, and that's exactly what you sounded like. <laughs> I, I, have, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it was it unbelievable. Was so, so <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Do I sound normal now? It's a harmonizer. Yeah, yeah. It's a harmonizer is what I, it was. I do? That's all it is. It changes your pitch. Yeah, you sound normal, yep. How about now? Yep, same thing. You know what's weird? I'm pressing that same damn button that caused all the problems this morning, and it's not doing anything now. <laughs> I thought I was going to be funny and come back with the robot voice again, but it's obviously not working. It wasn't a robot voice. It was, it was like, that wasn't like a devil. Uh, but you guys like said, listen, manic mechanic. Listen to that, that, and that, and that's the same voice that you had. <laughs> All right. Well, obviously, right, I don't so, know how to use this stuff. <laughs> so uh, I've noticed something lately. Like I said, I've been steady on the El Rude Ride yogurt every day, and I started off at the X3 bar again. And uh, this weekend, I like I overdid it a little bit. I was really hot down in South Carolina. I cut my grass and all that, and I did some work outside. I put some pads down for my garbage cans and stuff like that. Just like it was hot, but I was drinking tons of water and all that, and I it kicked my ass. So like Sunday night, I was feeling like not like crap, but I I knew I overworked, but I just you know I was fine. I checked my body battery was you know low, and I got up Monday morning, and I'm like, all right. I looked at my body battery was a little low. I said, well, you know what? I was going to do do the uh, X3 bar. I was going to do it Monday, Tuesday, and then skip Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and the rest of the days off. So being I felt like crap, I started on Tuesday. When I started on Tuesday, I started looking at my body back and my HRV. My HRV went up three points over the weekend doing all of that, like 
like doing all the stuff I did. Nice. And I never had that much of a climb. I yeah, never had that much of a climb. That's a lot at all. Yeah. Yeah. And I might, I'm, I'm like right now I'm at like 60 and I've been steady. I look back, I've been steady. My average is like 53, I believe for four, uh, for the four week one. Okay. I think, I think it was 53. So I, like I said, I've been uh, the Albert, and then and, and, and Kevin. As far as the, the muscle tone already, I can see the muscle tone starting already from doing it for just two. You know, this is my second week. I can yeah. see it in my biceps absolutely. and then my uh, my my triceps. Absolutely, I can. I, I, I just I can see results in in ten days to two weeks from the X three bars. Pretty incredible. So uh, I'm getting ready to get back into all of that stuff. I'm, I'm trying to build my body, battery back up enough that I can dive into that. I may even start today um, adding just one of the protocols back in. I'm not sure which one yet. Maybe I'll start with the one I hate the most in the beginning, the cold showers. I got to I gotta acclimate myself <laughs> to that again. Uh, but I, I need to start. I, I, it's, I'm at that phase. No more biohacking for a while. No more testing new stuff. I'm going to go through the protocol the way I have it designed and show my goal is going to be to double my HRV between now and the time I leave uh, in the first week in October. That's the goal I'm shooting for. And, and, and like the other thing, too, is like I go out at night before I usually go to bed, you know, half hour or whatever before I go to bed. I go out in the pool. And I just float. I just go out there. I just lay on my back and I just sit there. You know, I, I don't think oh, I'm pretty buoyant, <laughs> but I just sit there and like I for like maybe five, ten minutes. I don't do that. I just look up at the stars or whatever, the clouds or whatever's out there. And I just sit there. I, I, my, my stress level is for the last four weeks has been at 27. Nice. That's my average. Yeah. So I I don't know if it's the I don't know if it's between staying with the the El Ruta ride too because I never you know I never seen I used to spike my stress would spike sometimes when I was eating other stuff and I'm I'm eating other food I'm eating I'm not I didn't change what I eat the only thing I changed was consistently doing the El Ruta ride every day you know I got to so go, I don't know if that has something to do with I, it I'm gonna get back to the yogurt too I've I've fallen off the wagon on making yogurt I got too busy on stuff so I, I've got to start over I got to look in the freezer and see what I have and if not I might have to run down to the warehouse and start over from tablets but I, I'm gonna do, go back to probably two yogurts during this time too the El Ruta ride, and I'm not sure which other one yet yeah, I had. To, I forget the other one I did. It was good, but I like I said. I feel I'm just surprised at how my body battery. You know, when I pay attention, because you were saying about as weird. I was going to talk about that before you mentioned. You know, not wearing your wearable anymore. But I this thing, I can look. Like I said, the watch is amazing. I you could just look at it and see so much. I learned so much just from the watch. You know, just looking at everything during and, and my the- sleep too. I'm, I'm still good. Yeah, I was going to say during this time between now and when we leave, when I'm trying to reach this goal, I'm only going to wear my watch for probably 48 hours each week just to get a new reading. And then I'm just going to take it back off and, and try to do this without the watch this time. There you go. I thought you said you were stopping all your biohacking. <laughs> well, I kind of am. This this really isn't biohacking anymore. This is proven. 
I am completely convinced that this stress protocol, the way I've designed it, works better than any other protocol or anything else I've found. So now I don't really consider this biohacking. I, I'm going to stop all the biohacking and the testing, and I'm going to do what I've already proven works so I can get myself back to where I want to be, especially for a big trip and a big event like this. Well, you're going to be gone. Yeah, so... What, when, I, you, when are you going to be in... When is that... Um thing in the Nastic. That's in November, right? Right. I'm, I'm going to Nashville then, too. I'm going to be in Nashville then, but I'm not going there for that. Oh, you should. If you're going to be in the area, you should come over. It's going to be a great event. Yeah, I'll have to see what the game plan is. We're going there with yeah, a bunch so of people, so... It's like November <laughs> 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, I think. It's the first week. Yep, that's, first that's weekend in November. There, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we're going to take off about three weeks ahead of time just because i might hit that truck show we're not going to be in a hurry we're going to be working the whole time and still doing the show and i don't like to get in a hurry when we travel like that no that sounds like a nice trip you need it i do need it and you need to limit yourself to your spaces too you need to put a timer on oh and if anybody gets pissed because you got you shut off you did, that's it. Then you know what you take what you get for free and that's it yeah i can't say because you you uh, I can't blame it on anybody else. I'm the one that could easily shut down the space anytime I want, and I don't. I just keep going. I get, but I do need to get some control over that. Yeah, because we, you know, once once you get you get started on a topic, and everyone, it's a great. Trust me, I'm not knocking the system. I'm not knocking what what goes on on it. But I could tell. It's like as it gets going, I'm like, he said he wanted to do this. You know, you'll say, I'm going to go do this after after the next thing. You know, it's four or five hours later. Well, now that you got the sick Lisa on you, well, sick Lisa on you, when she comes in the room and just pulls the plug on you, yeah. you blame her. Yeah. <laughs> now, I do need to get that under control. Yeah. yeah. All right, that's all I got. Like I said, I'm just, I am can't wait to see what continues happening with this X3 bargain. I just forgot how good I it know. makes you feel. You know what I mean? It's, I know. Keep us updated. Um, and I'll, I'm going to get started, too, so I'll keep people updated on my progress. Let's go to Tennessee this time. Jeremy, welcome. Hey, guys. Uh, hey, you can always come by Dallas uh, last week, October, get them test out the brisket. Ah, we might do that. <laughs> go to we, Waco, that, That's kind of the other reason we're going to hit the road a little early. If I can stop in, if, um, you know, if, if it works out that um, Dr. Wolfson is, is in... Probably if he's going to be in Arizona, then um, it would be easier. If he's in Colorado, uh, probably won't be going that way. But I, we're going to try to plan some other stops, stop in and see some of our partners and that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's, uh, I didn't, someone mentioned uh, Wake Forest. I, I missed the beginning of the show. I didn't know if you were saying you wanted to learn, you were going to do wakeboard or not. Because, oh, no, I did wakeboard for years. Serve. I love wakeboarding. Oh, okay, okay. In fact, I was talking about There's when a I, cool place called Waco. Yeah. When I lived in Orlando, I talked about a lake where you could wakeboard without a boat. Okay, that's what kind of it is in Texas. Yeah. Yeah, it's gotcha. a cable system around but, uh, the lake. I used to love it. And yeah. it, on that same property, they had another lake right next to it 
and there were boats on that lake, but it was all competition stuff. So the big wakeboard tours would come around. And so it was really cool to watch some of the the best wakeboarders in the world right there on that lake. They were over on the side with the boats and you could go over there sometimes. But the idea that I could just carry my wakeboard around and just stop in and wakeboard for a half hour if I wanted to was a lot of fun. Yeah, with no one, you don't need any help. Nothing. so great. Nothing. I mean, and it was never crowded because it it was basically open year round in Orlando. Um, So it was never crowded. Mm -hmm. I could, I I would park in the parking lot. It would be about a 30 yard walk from my car over to the platform. So I'd get out of my car, walk over to the platform, put my wakeboard on, grab the rope and go. It was that easy. Oh my. Yeah, I was going to. Say, yeah, if you can imagine, you know, Waco, Texas, very little crowd, but yeah, it, yeah obviously, it, you were saying the same thing. So, hey, about your spaces, do you ever probably don't want to, but you ever thought of doing a conspiracy space or something? No, no, I don't Food want drugs, to. Conspiracy? I, I, I don't I, want to. I think so. <laughs> I, I, I wish I could figure out a better way to explain it at least one time, but I really don't want to focus on the problem all the time. And the problem with talking about conspiracies is how do you solve it? That's my biggest issue. I don't care if you prove to me that this is absolutely true when it's happening. Uh, So what, what am I going to do about it? Right. Yeah. I was thinking when you were talking about the chick, that Lone Star chick. Yeah. You know, man. You know, you could start thinking they're going to blame, you know, animal farm, you know, farming for our 25 percent of our uh, 33 percent of our emissions. And right. then figure, oh, let's uh, Bill Gates and the mosquitoes and, and the, 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 the Texas tick, you know, blend them and send them out. Oh. And so we know, none of us want meat. You know, what, I already you, looked it up. What did you look up? <laughs> I looked up genetically modified ticks. <laughs> yeah. Did. No, I, I, oh, really? I, I I'm not doubting that could be part of this at all um that's what i mean this is a really when you start looking at how they're attacking meat around the world and then you start thinking about why and then you find out all of a sudden there's a tick that causes you to be allergic to meat come on this sounds like science fiction yeah it does yeah write a book about this too too irresistible for to take over the world. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, so I, I sent an email just to see if it would go through. I've never, I never have, but uh, it was uh, one of Tammy's acquaintances, uh, a long time acquaintance, but it was, we noticed on uh, social media she had said she blew her into a steakhouse and blew her diet, you know, and that's how, that's how the whole thing started. And then, uh, you know, she started, you know, I, I was saying, well, it wasn't the steak and the butter. And she was like, well, yeah, because my doctor says I have uh, genetic high cholesterol, and uh, I, I, I asked, did she have, so you were diagnosed with familia hypercholesterolemia, right? And uh, she said yes, and she sent me this uh, report, and it was so, it looked like great numbers. Like, she's a hiker, and, uh, you know, she, she, she rose and stuff, you know, and, uh, but she's probably leaned more towards the vegan side, but... Uh, Probably because she's scared to death. Yeah. Did you see that report? No, I didn't see that. I one. mean, doesn't that look like good numbers? Oh. Did you send I it to me? I sent over a picture of her. 
Yeah, support at Medstruck. Oh, maybe it hasn't been forwarded to me yet. Did you say you wanted it to go to me? Oh, okay. or? Uh, yeah, and Angie said she would send it to you now. Uh, oh, let uh, me check. Maybe she did. I mean. Oh, she did. Never mind. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, and he even hand wrote, this needs to be, you have, this needs to be treated with, or you can read it. But, oh, yeah. I'll read it. I mean, this is handwritten on the report. Hey, Christy, this is 100 percent due to genetics and this should be treated with prescriptions. Bullshit. It is partially due to genetics, not 100 percent. The condition yeah. is a real condition and people do show up with crazy high cholesterol numbers when they have this condition, but that does not mean it is 100% genetic and it absolutely does not need to be treated right. with prescriptions. And when, isn't the number to have that diagnosis like 800 or something, you know, six, something crazy high? Oh, who, that, that, that doesn't, I don't even pay attention like, to that. Like it, it, it doesn't matter because if they want to, they'll just change the number. Oh, yeah, I know, but on her, her blood work, oh, I, where it says she's not even over 300. Oh, no, her, her total cholesterol like, is 298. That's not, that's not familial hypercholesterolemia to me. Right, Usually yeah. you see crazy high numbers. 51. Right. Now, Tell me about yeah. this person's diet. Yeah, right. She's probably more leaning to the plant side. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. Probably, that, so for a doctor but, you know, to write, this is 100% genetics is so wrong. And I'm now that I've looked at the numbers, I was focused on the note and everything else. Now that I've looked at the numbers, I would not call this that at all. I know. And HDL was great. I guess she eats some it, fish. She does eat you know, fish. They, and, uh, here's the interesting thing. Whoever put the original notes in, or it may have been the software itself, if you look under comments, what's the first thing it says? What's the first word? Possible. Possible familial uh, hypercholesteremia. Really? Possible. And then right wow. under that, the doctor in his own handwriting writes, this is 100% due to genetics. You're an idiot. You don't know yeah. that. Your own report yeah. says it's not a hundred. It's not even close that to being possible. 100%. It just says it's possible. Wow. Oh, yeah. This is now we're, we're here. That just uh, that kind of stuff makes me oh, crazy. Okay. Yeah, I, I, just wanted, I was pretty sure that's what you'd say, and I, and I didn't know if there was a certain number that uh, there probably uh, is made it true. But, but all of it's these really things, high, though, yeah, and and all of these things are a spectrum. You know, what if the number is okay. six hundred, let's say, and you show up at five ninety? Well, clearly, 590 is a problem. There's something going wrong here. Yeah, right. But that's what I mean. These things are not right. cut and dried. And any doctor that writes 100% about anything medical is an idiot. Because almost nothing in medical is 100% anything. Probably pushed her far further away from what really is healthy. And now she's going to, yep. was scared to have a. Yeah, 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 more plants. She'll, she'll drop all the butter. Up. She'll be eating some plant-based butter. And yeah. Yeah, she'll go to fake meat. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, if we don't, you know, I'll, I'll reach out again. And she, she was pretty, uh, I get recommended, you know, some books, you know, eat the yolks and, uh, you know, of course, the cholesterol, great cholesterol myth. But uh, did, uh, and she said, thanks. But um, 
I was, you know how our liver makes cholesterol, right? If yes. we need it. So is someone like that, if they start eating a bunch of plants and like, or let's say vegans, does that mean their, their, their livers always having to produce a lot yes. of cholesterol because they're not getting any from their yeah. diet? One of the things we recommend is eating a high cholesterol diet to take that work off your liver. Your liver does over 500 things in our body. Anything we can do to give our liver a break is a good idea. And it doesn't need to be producing all that cholesterol. We should be eating it. All right. Thanks for teaching us. Hey, uh, did you guys ever try Evolved? What is it? company called evolved evolved uh it sounds familiar what do they make uh got any you know cocoa beans it's a cocoa butter so it's cashews cocoa monk Uh, fruit and vanilla bean and it's like a white white chocolate bar cocoa butter or coconut butter uh cocoa cacao butter i'm sorry cacao butter so it does have cacao butter but, but instead of okay, uh, so I, I instead of I found a company called Eating Evolved, and the first product that popped up was a coconut butter cup. So it's like a Reese's, but it's dark chocolate with some sort of coconut filling. Uh, yeah, maybe, but well, that might be one of their products. But it's called uh, yeah, Eating Evolved. That's them. Yeah, if you look around though, well, there's one here. Here's part of my simply white. Here's part of my problem. Their tagline is keto yeah. plant-based paleo. Right. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I know. But just this one, this, the taste of this one is, like, pretty awesome. It's, 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 it's I had one cashew. a couple weeks ago when I was visiting my dad on the boat, and there was nothing on the boat to eat, and I found those, and I was like, well... This one isn't stuffed or filled. It's, it's even, just a bar. Even it's this like one a, that's filled, is there's nothing yeah. wrong with it. It's coconut, cacao, some Jerusalem artichoke yeah. fiber, some cacao butter, and some monk fruit. So it, it's clean. There's nothing wrong with this stuff. Yeah. yeah. I that simply it. white one, though, it was, like, amazing if you uh, wanted to sweet something yeah. to try. I think no, it's it, very good. But, uh, yeah, it looks like they've got some pretty decent products. Hey, have yeah, you, uh, when you start your, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, my dad keeps those on the boat because when he's diving or fishing or something, it's like something really quick to grab, you yeah. know, because it, you know, it's, it's high in fat. Uh, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I personally wouldn't buy them, but it, you could definitely, you know, be eating worse for something really quick to grab for some energy. Yeah. Yeah. It's the one with cashew and cocoa cacao butter it keeps this fatty sweet flavor in your mouth coating you know it's pretty yeah I, i'm not saying we eat it all the time but uh it's it's worth a try um hey uh kevin uh, when you start your coals in your egg do you have that torch you got a torch to light it with or how do you light it i've got a couple I, you know i actually like the chimney starter I use a chimney starter, and the other way is I'll just, you know, fill half the egg. If I'm doing a, a, you know, hot side and a cold side, I'll lay my lump charcoal out in half, and then I have these fire starter. They're like little ball kinds of things that light really well, and I'll put two or three of those down inside and just light them and let it start right there. I did that last night. Uh, It's quick and easy. Uh, You waste a little more charcoal that way. The chimney starter is the best way to get something started and not waste a lot of the 
the charcoal, but I, I've got several different methods depending on how much of a hurry I'm in. Well, that's what I'm saying. Getting that the torch, the, the gun is, uh, and I forget the name of it, but you just torch, you leave it on there for a minute, you know, and you get a nice red hot ember in like, you know, two minutes. Yeah. And then you're ready to go. But, uh, and, and do you have the Costco business center near you? Uh, I think so. Yeah. We have a good size Costco. Yeah. You know, the, the business center one where they sell, uh, you know, uh, kind of got a bigger meat section in the back, you know? Um, but, uh, that they have, a the halal, that, uh, lamb, the lamb, uh, the French cut lamb. Oh yeah. The rack. You seen those? Yeah. The rack. rack of yeah. Lamb. yeah. I love rack of lamb. Yeah. I have one in my freezer yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. The Costco ones are pretty, you know, uh, they're, they're grass you know, they're, 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 you know I think New Zealand or something. Most, most lamb, even American-raised lamb, is still raised way better than most beef. So even if you're not getting a okay. true regenerative yeah. lamb, almost all the lamb being raised is raised way better than beef. And if it's New Zealand, it's probably about as healthy as you're going to get. And a lot of lamb does come from New Zealand. Colorado's big on lamb too. And there are some places they're really raising it well. But I, if I eat at a restaurant, I, I will tend towards things like lamb or wild caught salmon. Yeah. Yeah. So you would stand up those rack, two racks. And, and interlace those bones in, in the egg. Oh, yeah. Kind of stand them up like that and hey, let them rest on each other. And Here's the best way to cook. Give it a torch at the end. Here's the best. No, I don't even torch it at the end. Here's how I would do a rack of right. lamb, a rack of pork, any of these big cuts of meat. I get the, the grill yeah. to at least 600 degrees, and then I put them off the heat and wow. roast them. Wow. So I, I'll, I'll put in the, uh, the big stone diverter, you know, so there's no direct heat yeah. anywhere in the grill at all. And then I'll get that grill up to like six or 700 degrees and just stick the whole rack in there. By the time the internal comes to temperature, and for me, temperature on lamb is m more than rare. I mean, I only take lamb to about 120 wow. degrees, and the outside will just have really? a beautiful okay. crust on it. Yeah. And the fat, the fat still rendered. Oh yeah. 120. Oh yeah, the fat will render yeah. out just fine. Um, okay. You get a nice, and if you're at that 600, 650 degree temperature, you are going to get an awesome crust on the char. outside of that meat. Yeah. Okay. Wow. All right. Yeah, I was. Uh, I, I did 120 and then torched it to get the crust, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna try that. Yeah, just go how real about high a, heat. A rice. Yeah, how about a rice crust uh, pizza? Pizza crust, rice I flour. I haven't done try any. I haven't done any pizzas on the egg yet. I'm looking. I I want to do that though because yeah. I do like grilled pizza. Yeah, we were talking about that too. All right, I'll, uh, I'll get, let you get to next color. All right. Sounds good. Let's go to South Dakota. Shanna, welcome to the program. Hello. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Is it Shanna or um, Shana? How do you say it? It's Shanna. Okay. You never know what they're going to call me. Uh, I so, know. So the reason I'm, I've been uh, 23 years ago, approximately, I had gastric bypass surgery. 
And then after that, oh, I say it's been about seven years ago, my gall, I had to get my gallbladder out, which that surgery didn't go all so well because when I had another surgery, they found gallstones floating around inside of me. But then to boot, after that, a few years ago, I had to have a hysterectomy. And unfortunately, I was one out of 1%. The doctor said that my inner wall failed and all my intestines fell out. So then you're back in, putting everything back in. Well, I've been having so many problems. My stomach, I mean, it's a, it's like stuff seems to get stuck. And you can actually see stuff moving through. I haven't gained weight back after I did the bypass, all that. But uh, I've had to go through a colonoscopy six months ago. They found a bunch of polyps, did that, said you have to do another one in six months. Still found a couple things, but they said everything's not cancerous. Don't have to do that again for three years. But I can't seem to, I know you had a show on about a week ago talking something. I thought it was about Lisa Marie Presley or something about, you know, the blockage. And is there a way to, they don't see anything in the colonoscopy, but there's got to be something going on with scar tissue or something. Yes. So you've got a lot going on. A lot. Um, yeah. You're missing a lot of your digestive tract. You're, you're, you've yep. been altered with the surgery. They took out the gallbladder. Um, now you've got polyps going on. Um, I will tell you all of the problems you're facing stem from all of the surgeries. They've I'm created sure this, of that, yeah, they've but I didn't know if there was problem. something... Um, here, here's is there something to find scar tissue? Or? I, I, I'm, I'm going to go much, much big picture than this. I, I don't want to really help you with the details here. I want to convince you okay. to get out of the medical system and find yourself a good functional medicine doctor and work with them. You, you have got okay. to get out of the traditional medical system or this will never end. Okay. So I don't want to. No, help I really you don't want to have another surgery. I, I, I know, <laughs> yeah. and that's what's going to happen. You're going to get sicker and sicker, and your results are going to get worse. You're going to be on more drugs, more procedures. The the I do not want to help you with details here because if I help you solve one of these problems, you're just going to stay in that system longer. My only answer. Oh, and for I you, don't like to go. Well, well, wait a minute. Yeah, you, I you don't. Can, I don't take any medications anymore. Uh, um, it's I, been a I, few years since I've had any surgery. I, I understand that, but you are still going to traditional doctors as far as I can tell. Okay. You got to get out of yeah. that system or this will never end. You will never get better. I want to convince you of that. You will never get better. I could help you solve this problem. Then there's going to be another problem and you're going to be okay. fighting between what the traditional doctors are telling you and what I'm trying to tell you. And I'm, I don't want you to work with us. This isn't, uh, this isn't what we like to do. We can do this. We don't do this. This is too labor and time intensive for us. We, we like the low hanging okay. fruit, the quick hits, really helping people get out of that system, start using a more natural approach, and then we can help you find a doctor. I, I, I'm not telling you to get away from that system so you come and pay us. I, I, that's not what I want, but I do want to convince you that if you don't get out of that system, you are never going to get better. Okay. Now tell me about so your just diet. Try to find a function. Well, it's fairly good. It's not, not clean stop by right any there. means. Stop um, right there. Stop lying to yourself. <laughs> 
No, I'm serious. Stop lying to yourself. It only takes about three words when I ask that question for me to know exactly what is going on. You are eating the standard American diet, some version of it. Yeah. It will kill you. Yes. You've got to stop that or you'll never get healthy again either. I mean, those are our only answers. Really, you talk about, you know, one trick ponies. That, that's about all we are around here. Change your diet. Nothing else is going to work. Your diet okay. is why you had all of these problems, every single one of them. Exactly. None of these things were genetic. You didn't catch this. It, 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 everything you went through is because of what we all put in our mouth our whole life. Now we know better. 10 years, 20 years right. ago, we did not know better. We were really confused about health 20 years ago. We are no longer confused about this at all. Okay, well, I will start looking to try to find somebody in functional medicine. Now, we can certainly help you with diet, supplementation. We can help you with all that stuff. But you need a functional medicine doctor on your team. My recommendation would be Dr. Wolfson. Okay. Where is that? Where is uh, Arizona. Arizona, but it doesn't matter. He can work with you remotely. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate it. You're welcome. So if you want to follow up on that, uh, look up Dr. Jack Wolfson, goes by the paleo cardiologist, really easy to find online. So you won't have any problem finding him. We'll do that right now. All right. Have uh, a good day. You too. And uh, if you do this, uh, follow up. We, we would love to hear from you and we'd love to help you work through this. Uh, but Lauren, do you see any other option here? No, I mean, there, a drastic lifestyle change, which includes diet, first and foremost, is going to be your first step. And since you're so far down, you know, it, things just seem to be cascading out of control for all this time, um, then a functional doctor is definitely recommended. And here's, here's how we have to look at this. Um, you and I both believe I'm 100% convinced that we are 100% right, that everything in our health comes down to nutrition, right? Nothing else. It comes down to our nutrition. That's where it's got to start. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So in a case like this, one of the problems is we could have her shift her diet. She could go 100%, whatever we decide, carnivore, ketovore, whatever we think would be best for her. And it might not work well. Why not? Because she can't well, digest the nutrients, digest. right? Her digestive yeah. system is so compromised that she won't get the results that other people get. I can promise her she won't. She'll get results. Yeah. It will be better to shift your diet, but it's not enough. Her digestion is so compromised. We've got to really work on that digestion. Agreed. You know, I, I am fully convinced, I hate to say this, but I am fully convinced most people could start eating a carnivore diet and not need us at all. And their health would improve tremendously. Now, if they used us, we could help them even more. We could tweak some things, mineral balance, some digestive support, some vitamin D, some things that would make it even better. But I, I am fully convinced a lot of people could just shift to a mostly carnivore diet, not even need a practitioner. Not a person I agree, like however, this. However, a lot of people are not 
No, not a person like this. But also, a lot of people are not doing carnivore correctly. Uh, right. I, I agree with that. So most of them end up needing a practitioner just to help them understand what this really means. But it, it it's... Yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't even need our level of nutritional support. I hate to say that, but they really don't. I mean, we can help. We can make it a lot easier. We can give you better results, but a lot of people could just do this on their own. Yeah, they could. Yeah. Let's, but it um, definitely helps to take to have someone it you does. Know, guide you down. It, it, it does, no your doubt. Your next step. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's uh, let's go to New York. Zane, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks, Kevin. What's uh, on your mind today? Been listening to uh, one thing. I just want to update you. I, I called uh, earlier in the year. I switched over to like the keto carnivore, and I just want to let you know it's it's going really well. I'm uh, be soon going to another pant size, another two sizes down. Nice, feeling really good. And uh, thanks so much for all that. Uh, You're welcome. Anyways, I was talking to a friend of mine, and I think the the opening of your show there, when you talked about that um, SG or AGS thing. Oh yeah, Alpha Gal um, syndrome. Yeah, uh, a friend of mine, good friend of mine. He he's having serious problems. He has Lyme disease from years ago. Been on antibiotics for years. He just got off of them, and he's he just having a really hard time. And so I told him, I said, I'm going to call Kevin Rutherford and ask him, you know, is, is there anything he can do diet wise um, yes. that would help that situation? It, okay. There is. Um, now I don't know anything diet wise that's going to help reverse the situation. I don't know anything supplement wise. I don't know anything protocol wise. Um, there's not enough of this that it's worth it for me to go do that work yet. If I had, you know, a couple clients who wanted to work with us and I, but Lauren, have we run across anybody yet? I don't believe we have. I haven't. No, we haven't. So I, I just, you know, there, there's a lot to this. Um, somebody may have developed a protocol somewhere that's helping. But the advice I can give is how to shift the diet so that you can still be healthy until we can figure this thing out and figure out if there's a way to reverse it. And and the way to do it would be to focus heavily on good, high-quality, fatty seafood, salmon and mackerel and tuna, the kind of stuff we carry in our store, and also getting that same kind of stuff fresh, not just in a can. The cans are really nice and convenient. And then also focusing on, I would be eating a lot of duck, um, chicken, um, guinea fowl, Cornish hens, those kind of things aren't mammals, so they shouldn't cause a problem. But, you know, duck is nice and fatty. You know, I'd have plenty of avocados in my diet, um, eggs. Hey, Lauren, I just thought about this. Yeah. Eggs should be okay, right? Yeah. Uh, this, I, I they, they come so. from a chicken, not a you mammal. Right. Yeah. yeah, you said poultry was fine. Yeah, it's just mammals. So really, the more I talk about this, this isn't like the death sentence I thought it was. It sounded horrible to me at first. I'm like, what do you mean I can't eat meat? I don't want to be a vegetarian again. Yeah. But you don't have to be because it's really only mammals we're talking about. Now, 
granted, that is a big part of our diet and should be, and it's very nutritious, but this isn't as bad as I thought. If I can still eat chicken and turkey and duck, especially and eggs and all the seafood I want, I, I could be pretty happy with that. I don't want it to happen. And I'd love to figure out a way to solve this, but it's not as bad as what I first thought. Good, good. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to pass that along to him. And I told him, I said, you know, uh, he, he can call your show. Absolutely. And, uh, talk to you and Lauren and, uh, yeah, because he's really having a hard go. But you know what happened to him was uh, because of these antibiotics he was on, uh, He both his Achilles tendons, uh, they didn't break, but he's been in a cast, uh, leg, both legs, for like six weeks. He just got out Monday Ooh. Uh, because the Achilles tendons, the, this antibiotic messed with his tendons, all of his tendons. And he's what? only like 34, 35 What's the antibiotic old. for? Well, they were for the Lyme disease. What? Oh, yeah. And actually, what yeah, what happened was uh, he got an infection in his uh, left eye, and so they they just started running on these all these different antibiotics. And uh, he, after his tendons snapped, he just quit the antibiotics. He said three weeks ago, and uh, I think it really messed him up his gut health and everything. So. You know, I, I, I'm just looking at the CDC's recommendation, early diagnosis and proper antibiotic treatment of Lyme disease is important and can help prevent late Lyme disease. Bullshit. I, I think that's wrong. I, 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 this is another one I just wouldn't agree with. And it sounds like he's a case of this. Uh, yeah. I don't think the antibiotics yeah. are working against stuff like this because these are viruses. This isn't bacteria. Viruses don't respond right. to antibiotics. So I don't even understand why they're using antibiotics in this treatment protocol. And what we do know is antibiotics are going to cause all kinds of other problems. And he's seeing them. He's in a cat. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, I, yeah. You know what my only advice is going to be? He's got to get out of the medical system. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is he's a nurse. All right. Uh, that and, doesn't uh, surprise me. It, yeah. And he, in fact, that's the problem. Like, uh, he's brainwashed into believing yeah. the system he works in works and it doesn't. Yeah. I, I told mean, him today. I, let, I was let, talking to let, him. I'm let's like, think about this for a second. If you work in the healthcare field, do, do you want to hear all this stuff that we talk about? Do you want to hear that you're not helping people? You're actually making them sick and killing them. Does anybody that works in that field want to believe that? Hell no. Nope. None of us want to believe that what we're doing is that wrong. I have. I think that the hardest people to reach on this stuff are people who work in the healthcare field. Yeah. I think, though, he might have a change of heart now because um, he's really in a, he's in a I, bad spot. I would and, love uh, to have him call the show. Okay. Yeah, his name's Felix. We, and, we, uh, we could make a whole to project out of him. Yeah, I texted him all this information over when you were talking about that uh, AGS or whatever it is. And he's like, I've never heard of this before. And I said, well, I said, it's on the show right now. They're talking about it. And, you know, it wouldn't hurt if you checked it out. So he yeah, says, I, I will. So, I, uh, I'd love to work with him here on the show. And that when I say, when I make okay. offers like this, we'll make a project. I, I, I'm, if I make offers like this, I'm talking about not charging somebody. 
If I, if I say, look, he needs to do this and this, and you know, he could do a Nutri-Q and we'll work with him. Eventually he may end up paying us something. If I say we're going to make a project out of somebody, that, that's just, we're going to do that just to help everybody else and to help him. So there, there won't be any yeah. charge in the beginning of this. We'll just help him. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll let you tell him that. I, I just tell him, I'm, I'm going to give him your website and uh, your phone number and just, um, you know, give him a call. Call Kevin and Lauren and talk to them. Perfect. So, All right. Yeah, great. Hey, thanks so much, guys. All right, thank you. Take care. Let's, uh, let's go to North Carolina. Eric, welcome. Hey, Kevin. Lauren. Uh, well, you already got most of the way there. I haven't heard you say everything about the Alpha Gal thing, but... As I understand it, I think most of what I've heard about it was from Dr. Barry, and it wasn't from any particular video, so I can't post it, but he talked about it with people during his lives, and it, it affects you know, like ruminant animals, or like you say, mammals, you know. But um, so you can still eat things like pork and chicken and seafood. Well, and wait, 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 like wait, wait, you know? wait, hold on. I- Pork? Yeah, Pork? Pigs or mammals? Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not sure if it's mammals or just ruminant animals. Okay, so it could be some some line in between the two. Maybe. Okay. I, and and again, I don't know there enough is still about this. Meat. To know. There is still yeah. meat you yeah. can eat, though. Not you know. So maybe not horse, but okay. But um, but another thing, I, I as I understand it, it does go away. It takes a long time, like six months to a year, but alpha gal goes away when you try, you know, I mean, I don't know about the people who are automatically being put into the system and then, you know, they think they have to go vegetarian and all that shit. So who knows if they ever heal? No, they won't. As I understand it, 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 while it takes a long time, alpha gal will go away. Uh, it's possible. I, like I said, I don't know enough about this to know. I haven't really studied it much, but um, I, I'm seeing more and more of it again. And then, you know, I started thinking about this whole attack on meat. And is this just some sort of weird coincidence or is this part of the Great Reset? Well, and I think Dr. Chafee has actually mentioned that he's heard of it making it to Australia. So it's not just like southern states in the United States. Right. So, I don't know. but And I don't know if there's any connection between alpha-gal and Lyme disease. I think those are two different well, Lyme we've had sure forever, and we have, you know, associated yeah. with Lyme as a tick bite. Right. But there's lots of varieties of ticks, and the reason ticks can be a problem is because of the blood transfer that's happening. So we can get things from ticks just like we can from mosquitoes. Oh, speaking of mosquitoes, you know another headline I saw, and I just didn't have the, I just couldn't read the article. I couldn't bring myself to do it. Um, somewhere they are experimenting with using mosquitoes to... Um, What's the word I want to use? Using mosquitoes to deliver vaccines. I knew you were going to say that. I, I had totally heard that, but as soon as you started to say that, I was like, crap. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, they're they're experimenting with that. They're going to put they're going to put statin statins in our water supply and the the, the killer jab in mosquitoes. In mosquitoes, right. yeah. Awesome. I. Yeah, I've what, gotten to the point go where wrong, I don't know right? what, what, what there's nowhere wrong? to run. 
Yeah, I know. How, how, do, how do we stop any of this? Because it's not like voting is going to work. I'm sorry, but it's, it's not. not. I know. I, we're not going to vote our way out of this We're shit. not. I hate to say that, but that is the truth. We are never going to vote our way out of this. Hmm. Uh, one, one, one business you should think about, because you're somebody who's in a position to think about it, is starting a ranch of your own, you know, producing meat. And I don't know what kind of weird-ass laws you'd have to dodge to be able to sell it to other people. But, you know, I mean, I'd have my own avatar in there, too. But. You know, um, there are, or, plenty, there are plenty of people already doing that. Um, yeah, I'm not going to head down that road. It, it, the most I would ever do is maybe raise <laughs> my own animals, um, which I've thought about. Oh, I, I, yeah, but uh, doing it as a business, yeah, that's probably not in the cards for me. Or do it as a, you know, how they... In states like Washington that are kind of on the line between whether raw milk is legal or not, so some places they're like, well, raw milk is legal if it's coming from your animal. So when you go, like you, there's a goat farm up here on the Long Beach Peninsula that I've been told, I haven't talked to them yet, but you could actually buy a goat and then leave it with them for them to raise. Yes. And then when you get the milk, it's your milk. It's not their milk selling. They're not selling you milk. They're just distributing your milk to you from the goat that you bought from them. I, I know Whatever. some places yeah. you can do that with a cow, too. Yeah. I would prefer goat's milk, but A2, like A2 cow's milk is pretty darn good, too. But there are, there are some setups like that where you can buy a share, and the animal does become partly yours, and you get so much of the milk, and it is a way around some of the laws, yeah. There's some other ways. I've seen people sell their raw dairy as animal feed, not human feed. Oh, yeah. Now, I've, I've, I've bought that from local farmers near me. Right. That, you know, they, they come in jars. It, right. They, they, they leave in a refrigerator where they're selling their eggs, and it's just labeled for animal use only. Exactly. You know, right. okay. Well, guess what human beings are, yep. you know, but, you know, um, have you in, in your investigations into meat sources, have you found any place where you can buy a call cow that's older, but is still fully grass fed, you know, like an animal that's 10 to 15 years old? from a dairy or something? Have you run across a place in the no. Northwest that you know of? No, but I haven't looked. <laughs> I mean, what's the... Oh, okay. I didn't know if you had. What would be the purpose? Well, that's one of the things I've heard from Dr. Chafee, who is from the Northwest, or at least, I don't he spent some of his time up here. And uh, he said he bought, he bought, I don't know if he said it was 10, 10 years or 15, maybe it was 10 but a 10-year-old call cow that he got a better, he got a discount on. Okay. Because so the, it was a cow that was just going to be killed anyway. The and he had it just butchered price. as, well, yes and no. What I was going to get to was he said it was one of the best tasting things he'd ever had. He literally, he said he literally put two steaks next to each other. He cooked up a steak from this cow. He cooked up a steak that he bought from the store or something. And he started with that steak the store-bought steak, and it tasted good. He was enjoying eating it. Then he decided to switch over to the cull cow, the 10-year-old cow, and he was eating that. It was like, oh, man, this is really good. But then when he went back to the store-bought steak, he couldn't taste it anymore. So, Because the 10-year-old cow actually tastes like cow. 
but it will taste like but, meat. But hold on. Taste. But hold on. I can say the exact same right. thing about a calf. Veal that's been raised properly. Yeah, veal is much more mild than an adult cow. But I can also say that almost every truly grass-fed animal I've ever eaten tastes much better than grain-fed. Grain, most, but, but a lot of Americans would not agree with you. Taste is a very personal thing. I care more about nutrition. Well, and from I've heard what people I people say that sounds gamey, you know. A lot of grass-fed cows are really gamey. I like that. I don't mind gamey. That's why I tend to like well, lamb. Lamb tends to be gamier. But you don't have to have an old cow to make word. it taste really good. It's just most grass-fed tastes well, better I, to me, but that's a personal thing. A lot of people would say, oh. Well, man, I also know I'm not. I'm not eating that meat. It tastes awful. I'm sure most I'm not, Americans don't I'm like sure it. I'm sure not portraying it correctly either. Well, you know, it's uh, like uh, I'm, I'm all, trying to give you information that I heard from him. Right, but so, uh, and I'm, I'm, but, I'm interpreting it in a way, and that's why I ask, what is the purpose? And it sounds like the purpose was just cost. We get a grass-fed cow cheaper, well, which is fine. I'm not against that, sure. but there's no nutritional. He, he also talked about how, well, that's what I was going to get. I've heard the opposite, actually. I've heard the opposite. He said the fat was darker yellow. And, you know, I mean, which it, we understand that yellow fat is good. White fat is nothing. That that's you know, but, uh, I don't know that I would go with that either. That is very, very subjective. So I would be careful about measurements like that. Here's what I know about this topic. I had a discussion with Dr. Wolfson when we were in Vegas about this, that when we source um, things like the liver supplements, when we're sourcing those, he says the best, the, there are many companies on the market that have those products and they are using old worn out dairy cows and it's not the best source of nutrition. Right. Well, the other ones I've heard of for those are like what, uh, Saladino. Dude, let, let's uh, think about started, this. And all of his animals come from New Zealand. Or Correct. Something. So that's let, your choice. Right. Let's <laughs> think about this. Are we healthier at 80 years old or at eight months old? Yes, we're supposed to say eight months. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look at it. it. We do know that all living things deteriorate over time. That's why we die. We don't understand death, but we do know that it's a time issue. Over time, things in our body fail. They don't work as well. And at some point we die. So it doesn't make sense to me to think that we get better nutrition out of old animals. Well, but also re remember that a cow's real lifespan is like 25, 30 years or longer. The only reason they're a cold cow from a dairy is because they can't use it, them it, for it, it good milk It, it, it doesn't matter. If we follow the process, we start deteriorating almost not long after we're born. That, that's the process. So it seems to me like younger animals are always going to be healthier. I don't know that there's a lot of evidence either way. Um, and I wouldn't have a problem eating old cows. But all I was trying to get to is what is the point behind this? And I think the point is it might just be a cheaper way to get grass-fed animals. Maybe. 
And um, like I said, he said it tasted better, but like you said, maybe personal. it was just a grass-finished but towel it, that was it, only a it, year and a half old. Maybe it, it would taste really good, too. It will, know. but but throw the whole taste thing out because it's too personal to mean anything. Just because somebody likes the taste of this animal is completely meaningless. It's just taste. Some people don't like the taste of pork at all. But it's just, it, it has nothing whatsoever to do with health or nutrition. Okay. Taste is how we got into the, the problem we're in with food. Taste and convenience became wow. the, the way companies produce food. They want it to taste really good, last a long time, be shelf stable and be cheap. They don't care about taste. Okay. That, that's, that's what has ruined but, but, our food right. supply. Yes, but I'm, I'm sorry, they don't care about the nutrition. They only somebody, care about taste. Right. Well, I mean, that's, but that's where I'll take the opinion of somebody who's been a carnivore for a decade over somebody who likes the taste of chocolate frosted sugar bombs. You know, I mean, it's just... But I get I get your meaning, though. That taste doesn't mean that the animal's better for you. Doesn't mean anything. But right, doesn't mean anything I, at all. Well, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to think of any example where... Like, well, I mean, you talk about tomatoes. You know, when you get your... Heritage tomatoes that are, you know, vine ripened and everything, they taste a lot better than the store bought beef steaks that were picked three months ago and were ripened in the box. Right. But it it is still. Taste have something to do with it being good for us? Maybe. But but here's the thing I can walk out in the garden right now. I probably have eight varieties of tomatoes growing. Some people will not like some of them. They just won't. They're, they're too acidic. They have too much flavor. We, we have dumbed down our taste buds in this country. We want everything bland. So, no, it's, some people might taste one of my tomatoes and go, I can't eat that. That's, that actually connects with a thought I had a couple weeks ago, and I'm sorry for jumping all over the place, but you are somebody who has professed you really like spicy food, right? You really like peppers and the hotter the better, right? And I like really acidic foods too and that's something that a lot of people don't like. I have found that the acidity level of food is an important factor for a lot of people and Lisa and I are at the opposite ends of the scale. I love really acidic foods. She does not like acidic foods at all. And, and I'm not going with the same subject here. It, it was a connection made in my head. But I'm wondering if you eating all of the spicy, all of the peppers and stuff are maybe, oh, shit, where am I trying to go with this? Right, my me, brain went to a couple of weeks ago when you were talking about your sleep. Are you? Your, your, oh. sleep, your sleep is being affected by something. And I thought maybe the peppers were an indication of that. Or no. maybe could be part of a cause of that because of the because the spiciness of a pepper isn't that isn't that part of its chemical defenses, and so maybe no, eating I'm not spicy food uh, is affecting you because you're eating the chemical defenses of a plant. Well, it's something to think about. But here's the thing: the compound in food that makes us feel that heat on our tongue is capsaicin. I have never heard, Lauren, have you ever heard about capsaicin being a problem in our diet? No, I've only heard of, of, of good results. 
Correct. It doesn't have the, the, the negative effect that even black pepper has. Correct. And, and here's something else. There are lots of animals that can't sense that heat at all. They don't have receptors. Yes, they they could eat. There are animals that can eat crazy spicy foods loaded Chicken. with capsaicin, and it doesn't affect them at all. They don't have the receptors to even feel that heat. It was, That's why cayenne. It was a thought I'd had, and I didn't no, I, I, have a chance to, you know. He, here's why I think some people like spicy and acidic foods. I've talked about this before. I don't have a good sensitive palate. I need those kind of right. flavors to make food interesting for me, or they just taste bland. Lisa, on the other hand, is almost what I would call a super taster. She can pull flavors out of things that I'm like, how how can you tell that there's oregano in there? I, I can't pick that out. So for me, part of the, the challenge I have in cooking is that I'm not a good super taster like that. And and Lisa is. So she doesn't she eats some spicy stuff and over the years she's gotten more and more acclimated to it, but she will not eat acidic. Um, her flavor profiles can be toned way down and she still enjoys the food. And, and I don't, I have to season heavier. I have to have more heat, more spice, more acid. I just think it's a palate thing. Nothing else. I, I think I'm, I'm more on your end. I always told people I don't have a palate. Like when it comes to things like alcohol or whatever, you know, I either like it or I don't. The thing really goes for food but I don't like the spice. I mean, I, I like a little spice, but very little. But, you know, when it comes to something like garlic, you know, if you drop the whole can of garlic in there, that's great. You know, that works. But I don't, you know, I, don't, I never got the so, spicy food thing. Well, and, and I really and, never understood the guys who like to make chili so that it makes your forehead sweat. Well, I'll I explain, I'll explain <laughs> it to you. Here's something I've never been able to understand. Have you ever heard of a runner's high? The runner's high happens because you put yourself in so much pain that your body starts releasing dopamine and endorphins and all kinds of things to try to counteract that pain. And all of those are feel good chemicals. You do get a runner's high. You put your body through enough pain that it releases these chemicals and you feel amazing. People get addicted to that feeling. I have never. I haven't either. I, I do not understand. The I've never managed high. to run far enough. Me either. But I had to do the mile and a half runs in the Air Force. and I guarantee you that wasn't long enough. Lauren, do you like <laughs> spicy foods? I can't remember. I think you do. I do, yeah, I do. So, I, I can't handle, like, crazy, crazy spice, but I can handle pretty good spice. Have you ever experienced the endorphin release after you eat something that's hot enough to make you hurt? Like, your eyes are watering, your nose is running, you're sweating. It hurts. But that creates yeah, that I, same I kind of high. And people get addicted to that. Yeah. And then that's why they keep eating hotter and hotter stuff. You get to a point where jalapenos won't get you the high anymore. So you get, you move to habaneros or whatever, and, and you you become acclimated to it, and you need more and more of the heat to create the high. That's why people end up eating really so hot. So it's like cocaine stuff. and heroin. It is, yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm with Lauren. The only things I've ever heard about capsaicin is they're actually good for us. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I, I don't believe it's part of a chemical defense. in a spray can and they hit you in the eyes with it. Yeah, right, but even think about that. We use pepper spray because it's non-damaging. It puts you in pain, but it doesn't hurt anybody. There's no damage left. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Temporary. Right. It's just pain. Oh, one last thing. One last thing from earlier, the, the guy with the problem on his left arm, and I'm, you already figured out that he's having some autoimmune thing, but I was thinking that that would be a product for you, would be a let's truck left arm sleeve, just something, whether it's made of cotton or linen wait, or something, wait, wait, but wait, with you wait, know, like wait, uh, elastic no, bands on no, both stop. ends. stop. Stop right there. Nope. I do not want to what? limit people's sun exposure at all. I fully believe the more sun exposure we get, the healthier we're going to be. I don't think there's a limit to it. Not through a window. Through a you window. You have to drive with fit. the window down to actually get the sun exposure. Well, that's what I thought he was doing. Because have you ever been he, hit hold, with the- Hold on. The windows oh. are fil- have okay. a filter in them. The stuff that gives you a sunburn doesn't come through that glass. Auto right. glass sure is- makes my arm hot. It's hot, but you don't get a sunburn. That's just heat, but there's yeah, no okay. no burn because right. auto glass it has filters in it. You can't get a sunburn through auto glass. So I, I, if you're going to have your arm up there, open the window and get real sun. And I wouldn't try to limit that sun exposure at all. Well, yeah, I, I seem to recall that even though you can't get a sunburn with the window up, it only lets through the rays you don't want to be getting it, it, anyway. It's possible. It's possible. I, I haven't done a, a, a lot of work on that, but um, if it's like the, the, ra- the rays that will eventually burn your skin are the same ones that trigger the production of vitamin D in your cholesterol. And fat. Uh, not necessarily so it, it true. That that's not. So the morning sun and evening sun are the best sources if you want to get a suntan or a burn. That will happen more likely at the beginning of the day and the end. The middle of the day, solar noon, is when you are least likely to burn from those rays and you get more vitamin D production. But I am of the opinion that that we should just be out in the sun as much as possible, morning, afternoon, night. I believe that we we have a really good symbiotic relationship with the sun and we should not be avoiding it. Even if the issue is this left arm thing, um, there's lots of good sun blocking clothing on the market already. I would just recommend somebody get you know, lightweight. It's when I go out in the garden and I don't want to burn, I don't burn like I used to, but if I were to spend 10 hours out there with direct sun, I would be uncomfortable. So I have a lot of really lightweight. Wear a hat. I have many hats. I have lots of lightweight, long sleeve shirts. Some of them even have hoods and, and neck collars. And I, I was only thinking of it as, you know, a left arm sleeve would be something you could put on, take off, put on yeah. as you want. Uh, I've actually may- driven with a hand towel draped hey. over my arm because hey, Eric, it's starting to hurt too much. Th- there's so, your there's your yeah. opportunity. I'm not going to create this product. Maybe you should. <laughs> yeah, well, <clears throat> starting a store with one product is where I'm looking to be. But we did. We started our store with one product. A, I've learned the hard way that I'm not a salesman. Ah, that, well, that could be an issue. Um, 
I just have to be picky and about what we work on, and that's not on my list. Uh, holy cow, what just happened to all the calls here? We got a bunch of calls we got to get to. There is one other topic, Lauren, I just want to mention to you. I don't know if you saw this or not. I posted it. Um, you know how uh, we have influencers today. The whole influencer thing kind of makes me yeah. a little crazy. That was actually part of the Gabby Petito story. She wanted to become an influencer. Uh, that was part of the whole thing. And she was even talking about when you get to so many people, you can monetize it. And I, I think this whole idea of people becoming influencers is, is mostly bad. Uh, so here's one. Uh, I can't pronounce this woman's name. Uh, Jana Dart, Dart, maybe. Um, she is a vegan raw fluid raw food diet influencer okay did you see this story oh it is everywhere (laughs) yeah i mean in my world yeah so so she is a vegan raw food uh that's actually what amy sue the creator of monkey brittle that's actually what she's trained in she went to a very very high-end school for raw food I didn't even know they existed, but they do. Uh, and she could make some incredible food. It was like art. But honestly, it's just not very healthy. And and most of it didn't taste very good on either. Monkey Brittle, obviously, was an exception. And there were a couple others. But um, she is a very, very well-known raw food. Her whole website was about that. Uh, the interesting thing was... It, Many times that isn't how she was eating. Uh, She's tried carnivore and keto and all kinds of things. Um, But this particular raw food influencer ate a diet very, very heavy in fruit. Um, Because let's be real, are, are most vegetables really appetizing when they're raw? No. They're really not. I mean, how many raw vegetables are really appetizing? Anyone that I think is a vegetable is actually a fruit. Correct. Right. Right. You start thinking, oh, no, cucumbers. I love those raw tomatoes, avocado. Those are all fruits. Sorry, they're not vegetables. (laughs) Yeah. So we do like raw fruit. That's how we love fruit is raw. We don't cook much fruit. Sometimes you can, and it's really good. But for the most part, we eat our fruit raw. We eat our vegetables cooked for a reason. When we eat them raw, what we normally have to do is smother them in some kind of high fat sauce, right? Yeah. Like I can dip broccoli all day long in a really good homemade ranch. I love that. Yeah, I was thinking ranch, too. Right, but it's not the vegetable you like. It's the dip. It's the fatty dressing that you're putting on it. So a lot of raw food is not very. And if you're going to be a raw food, well, she's vegan raw food. I can I eat a lot of animal products raw. I think it's a good idea. Raw eggs, raw meat, Mm -hmm. raw fish. I think it's an actually it, it should be a part of your diet. This woman, now, this woman has, what was the number? It was like a million followers or something, wasn't it? It's some crazy high number. Like, it might even be several million, if I remember right. Her diet is so bad, it killed her. She died of starvation. (laughs) Did you see her body before she died? Oh, oh, it was awful. And then I posted a video of another... Uh, like vegan influencer who is still alive and she looked worse than the woman who died. Oh, 
gosh. That you know, here's what I posted. She died of starvation. Nobody dies of starvation eating meat. No, you're right. I mean, not that I've heard of, at least. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it, it really, I can promise you it doesn't happen. Um, but I am completely convinced, and here's a case, you could die from eating a raw diet like this. Yeah. That's pretty extreme. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I can't find the numbers right now, but I my post says she has millions of followers. I think I found it somewhere between Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, wherever else she is. She actually had millions of followers, not one million. She had multiple millions of followers. How scary wow. is that? Yeah. All right. That's really scary. Let's get to some more calls. We we're, we're starting to run out of time here. I just looked at the clock. Lisa in Wisconsin, you're up. Yeah. Hi. Hey, I got a question about potassium. Um, I know I've heard you talk about it in the past, but okay. So I'm full keto, clean diet, just full bore. Okay. And, but I can't get the potassium levels. So I have on my phone, the chronometer, you know, check my macros. Okay. And it's like, can you take supplement potassium up to 2000 milligrams a day? I mean, <laughs> it just seems like I'm no matter what I do, yeah, I'm going to fall short. And I was having leg it, cramping and some other stuff going on. And So what have you been taking a an electrolyte supplement at all? I just started like in the last uh, week to take an electrolyte supplement that has a thousand milligrams of potassium. What, what is the supplement? Oh, man, the name of it. I ordered it. Oh, geez. I ordered it off of Amazon. Let me take a peek at it. It'll just take a second. I think I can, I can find it here. Yeah, you're on the right track. Kepi? Is it? Okay. Um, okay, I think it's called Kepi Electrolyte. Spell that? Kepi brand. Okay. Um, let's see here. I got it. Just about got it. Hey, Steve, will you see if you can find me that bottle? Oh, I got it. I got it. Okay. K-E-P-P-I. K-E-P-P-I. Keto no. Electrolyte. Never heard of that one, but I'll take a look at it real quick here. Um, all right, I found it. It's a powder. Let's see what's in it. Uh, why can't I find nutrition? Where is it? There we go. Okay, so calcium has calcium citrate, calcium lactate, magnesium citrate, magnesium chloride, uh, sodium chloride. This is a very similar product to Light Balance. Um, oh. Can't find anything really wrong with it. Um, okay. It's actually got higher yeah, levels. I have the Light Balance at home, but it, yeah, yeah, because I have the Light Balance at home. It just doesn't have as much. I think it doesn't have as much. Yeah, that that that's the key sometimes, though. This isn't necessarily okay. about getting more. It's about getting the right balance. That's why light balance is called light balance. It's not more is not always right. better. It, it, there are, there are, it's almost okay. like when it comes to minerals, it's almost like macros. It, there, there's a sweet spot in there. Um, so if you're using a product okay. like this, and I can't find anything wrong with this product. 
But if it's not working, right. then we should try something else. Right. Light balance for some reason. And, and it, it does have very small amounts compared to some of these other products, but it works. We just get results and we okay. get results with a lot of people. And normally if somebody says, well, I tried light okay. balance and I'm, it helped a little, but I'm still getting cramps. Well, okay, take more then. And that usually fixes it. If we okay. get to a place where somebody says, look, I'm drinking four caps a day, that's probably, if you're drinking four caps a day and you're still having it, then we usually move somebody to Actimag, which is another one of our other supplements that seems to work. I'm not saying any of these other products shouldn't work. When I look at it, it looks like they should. But if they don't in the real right. world, then let's just try something else. All right. Because what you are so experiencing is a mineral fine. imbalance. Okay. So you're on the right track. We, yeah. Maybe we just haven't found the right product yet. Okay. Well, it, it seems to have alleviated it. However, I've just heard so much stuff regarding, you know, oh, you don't want to overdo Kelsey or, or potassium supplement, but toxic, you know. No, I, all over the place. No, I, I don't and, see those kind like, of problems well, with these products. Okay. The, these aren't the kind of numbers okay. I would be worried about. Oh, okay. Okay. And then the next thing is that it's... Um, Okay, what I started recently also with this was chronometer to check the macros. And it has on the reports on the bottom, it has where, you know, you have a sodium-potassium balance. And so that's what kind of pushes me up to, you know, that and, of course, how much I might need, uh, like, regular what they say people need for potassium. I, I think it's 4,600. That's a lot more than, um, you know, like the RDA yeah, let me so let me kind of give you our approach to this. Supplementing fine. We, okay, okay. We mostly ignore those kinds of numbers. I mostly ignore anything okay. coming out of the USDA and that's where all of our numbers come from, the daily allowances. There's a huge problem with the whole system. The standard American diet is loaded with anti-nutrients things that take nutrients yeah. out of our body. And if all of the testing on these daily allowances has been around somebody eating the standard American diet, which is, it is, I think they're all wrong. Okay. So what we yeah. work, and I don't have numbers to give oh. you because that would require incredible okay, right, amounts right. of really expensive testing. What we have are results. Okay. I tend to just go by results. All right. I mean, if you use a product and it works, we'll okay. keep using and it. And I did. I Okay. Yeah. And I'm just going to send in too. Uh, what do you think about the like the hair testing to make sure that, you know, everything's in balance? Um, what do you think about that? Uh, if you have money to burn, then go ahead. It, it Testing is really expensive. It, it's not an exact science. Okay. There are lots of testing going on out there that is testing and measuring the wrong marker. Like you might be measuring... Okay a certain nutrient in our blood, but the blood isn't where we need it. The blood is just how we transport it. We need it in cells. And if okay. we're testing in blood, that's not accurate. So right. I'm, I'm not, uh -huh. I, I am more, uh, more impressed by functional okay. testing than standard testing, but functional testing gets really expensive. I mean, I've, I've gone through this okay. with a functional medicine doctor and looking for one problem, I spent $4,000 in testing. 
Yeah, it's okay. it's so I'm not against testing. I am I would okay. rather try to right. just right. get results first. And if we really work at it and okay. we can't get the result we're trying to get to, then maybe we have to go test. And that's usually when you hear me say, call Dr. Wolfson. He, he's into the, the okay. higher level testing. He understands it better. It's not something we spend a lot of time on. We, we tend to work okay. on the low hanging fruit. What, can, what kind of results can we get out of diet and targeted supplementation? And right. if, if that doesn't work, then we're probably gonna hand you off to somebody else. Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, all right. And I have one other question too. Has to do with ketosis. Okay. Okay. So, um, I got the keto mojo, checking out my levels of ketosis. We usually run a moderate or a high level. Good. What it says is a high level of uh, therapeutic yeah. ketosis. Give me, give me a number. What, what's your while, ketone I'll, reading? Uh, uh, well, the ketone reading is probably around four. Oh yeah, then, that's uh, that's deep like, into ketosis. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, um, and then. You know, uh, I don't know if you've heard about, well, of course you have, but <laughs> my question is, like, when you're in ketosis, they talk about, uh, like, stem cell regeneration and things right. like that. Once you've been uh, being in ketosis for a while, I mean, does that happen, start happening right when I'm slipping into that high therapeutic? Cause, like, we don't know. It's the highest therapeutic is what they've got on there, like a GK. Okay. We, we, that, yeah. we don't like, know for sure. About that. Yeah, that because, you know, when okay. we talk about mitochondria and we talk about, you know, cell health and all that, we can't measure that stuff in real time. Okay. So it, it's, okay. It, it, we're, yeah, I, we're I, using, I, um, for a lot of this stuff, we use basically what's really called anecdotal evidence. Uh, again, anecdotal evidence could be called results. I, I can't Results, prove yeah. some of this stuff scientifically. I, I can't. I, I, it, but but I can show you enough results that, you know, it, it, there's a lot of evidence there. It might be anecdotal. I don't care. I, I prefer it. Because h- how many reports and studies have we seen that are just wrong? You know, there's, yeah. there's tons of reports. I can yeah, find tens of thousands of reports that will tell you cholesterol is bad for you. But it's not. Right, right. Okay, another question. On the uh, L-Rudera yogurt, how many times can you reuse that starter batch? It's been two months. It tastes great. I've, but I'm not sure. Should I, 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 think I, I think I remember Dr. Davis, the guy who created all of this, say that he has used his starter over 100 times. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's like I don't right. know that there's an end. I, okay, you know, <laughs> you know, okay. sourdough bread that's, that's cool. is similar to yogurt. Okay, it's a fermented product, and you yeah, use it a, has a starter, starter. Yeah. right? I know people who claim yeah. that their sourdough starter is eighty years old. Oh, wow, <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then I just want to um, say thank you for, you know, your program, everything you share. My husband's been listening to you for years. He's over the road truck driver. I joined him about a year and a half ago. We run team. Anyway, um, we started listening to the pro. Then I started listening with him to the program. 
And, uh, you know, I always had some kind of kidney problems going on. Right. And, well, of course, mainstream medicine just said, hey, pick your dialysis. <laughs> oh, no. We're not laying down dialysis. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, not that long ago, you had Sally Norton on there. And I knew some about oxalates, but I didn't know how deep that issue was. Right. Anyway, I got completely off of the oxalates, very low, very low on oxalates. So I, I went very low, totally detoxed the oxalates. And uh, my kidney function is good enough. I am keto now. Awesome. So all, all kinds of things has changed. My GERD is better. I had such terrible stomach problems, uh, kidney problems, and everything. And it was, it was the oxalates really affecting Isn't my body. Isn't it crazy? Just strange follicle, like hair follicle pain in my head. You know, I couldn't even wear a ponytail. <laughs> but uh, it's all gone now. I, I mean, it, it's I, gone. Absolutely gone, and I can't. I think thank you guys enough. Well, you're, Thirty you, pounds lighter. You are um, welcome. Thank you for fantastic. your support. But isn't yeah. it crazy how many doctors would be recommending that you switch to a more plant-based diet and eat more spinach, and and it oh, would have absolutely. made you worse. Absolutely, and I, I just said when I started it, I said, "Well, you know what? I'm sick of this. If what I'm going to do if it kills me, it kills me. I'm going to do it. I want to know." And you know what and you I'm experienced. So you know what you experienced? Anecdotal evidence and results. There it is. Yep. Bang. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's awesome. There you go. All right. Well, thank you so much. I'll let you get to the next caller. God bless you. You take care. You're welcome. Thank you. Yes, I know it's 11 o'clock, Lauren. Right, yes, I know you. we should quit, but we've got four <laughs> calls. So I turned off the phone lines. We're going to finish the calls we've got. Luckily, today I did not schedule my space yet. So might be oh, a little late today, okay. but that's fine. Um, let's go to Idaho. Mark, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin, Lauren. I guess Hello. how are you both doing? Good. What's on uh, your mind? Good. Uh, I had a family get together this last weekend and uh, spoke to my stepdad a little bit, and he asked me about uh, the he's 77. He asked me on his arms, which he kind of referred to as like thin skin or old man bruising on his arms. Like yeah. He's just little bruise marks all over. And uh, I said, I don't know, but I, I can uh, make a call. And I've seen it before. And I, I think that over the years I've heard you mention it, but I, I just don't recall. And um, it wasn't really important to me to remember at the time. So I'm, I'm asking again if there's, if it's uh, just what you know about it, if there's something that's. Well, let me just cut you know to the chase. It. It's nutrient related. 100 okay. percent so it is diet um i you said he's 70 77 77 okay so he's, he's definitely getting up there um but i can bring you 77 year olds that don't bruise like that that don't have thin yep. skin to the extent that he has um and there are people who have been eating you know paleo carnivore keto for several years now one of the guys that comes to mind is mark sisson uh the founder of primal kitchen um and you know, really yeah. the founder of the primal movement period. Um, I met him. He's getting up there in age. He's incredibly strong and healthy and doesn't have those things. So it is, it's, it's our diet and our lifestyle. We age faster than we should. Okay. Well, uh, the, and the, yeah, the, which the, I mean, I know the, the rest of the answers. Uh, yeah, is, the, the, is, the way I can simplify you know, this the, now the is thing, the so. more animal products somebody eats, the healthier they're going to be. Well, I'm going to try to, uh, it's, 
I can relay this info, but it's almost just as easy to let them listen to the message. Yeah, absolutely. Or have uh, them call me. I mean, it's it, even better if they can call me because I can address their specific thoughts and questions and issues and and help them with what they're thinking about or worried about. But I, I can I can make the promise that anybody that moves away from the standard American diet to a more clean paleo based animal diet, the healthier they're going to be across the board. Every issue, brain health, gut health, heart health, strength, skin, all of it, immune system, everything gets better. And I can make that claim a hundred percent. There are no exceptions. Lauren, would you agree with that? That's a pretty bold statement, but honestly, it's not. No, but I, we have our own experience that for years. So I agree. Right. Sorry. You said Lauren. (laughs) I I just, I, I, every day I am a, a, a stronger believer There was a time where I thought, no, you can't just eat meat. You've got to eat vegetables. I I don't think they're required for anything. I eat vegetables in my diet because I like them. And I'm careful about which ones I eat now. I eat them for some variety and I do like them. But honestly, I just don't believe that they add to my health. No, he he likes his salads and he eats a lot of salads. I love salads. It's a standard American salad. Well, they go out to eat. They eat he orders a salad with I, some kind of meat and some kind of funky dressing on it. Well, and it's the, yeah, the restaurant the, style stuff. Yeah. And now, it's not quality. Uh, right. And it only takes a couple tweaks. Um, one, I no longer buy spring mixes very often. Because in those spring mixes, there's probably baby spinach and spinach and some other things I'd rather not be eating because of the oxalates. I've actually gone back to like yep. iceberg and romaine. The ones we tell people not to eat because they have no nutrition. Well, I eat them now because they have no nutrition and they have no anti-nutrients either. They don't have anything to bother us. They're kind of like neutral food. I like them for the crunch and the water and I love salads, but my salads have changed. They're mostly iceberg and romaine. I might throw a couple of the vegetables in there that I know I don't have issues with, like mushrooms or peppers. Um, and then then we put the good stuff on. Meat, cheese, and a very, very healthy, fat-heavy dressing that I make myself. So my, Sounds pretty good right about now. Yeah, my salads get bacon and cheese and fermented sour cream and... Uh, meat of some kind. I'll, I'll put any kind of meat. If if I made ribs a couple days ago and there's still some ribs in the refrigerator, I'll strip the meat off the ribs and put them in a salad. Eggs. Eggs are awesome in a salad. Hard-boiled eggs. Love it. A raw egg in your dressing. I Some of the best dressings I make have a raw egg in them. Caesar. Good Caesar dressing. You've got to use raw eggs. But those are the, so when you start eating salads like that, I I think that's pretty healthy and there's not a lot of downsides to them. Oh, agreed. But they don't. So they, uh, they do that and they like to have their champagne and, and, And um, here's the, the other thing that makes uh, me crazy. I'm not exaggerating when I'm standing in my kitchen and I think to myself, you know what? I think I'm going to have a salad for dinner tonight. I can make the dressing in about three minutes. That's all it takes. Yeah. Well, it just takes some practice. and Yeah, it is not hard at all. People are so, you know, when you have like dinner parties or get togethers and, and you have a homemade dressing, people are so impressed. They're like, 
You make your own salad dressing? <laughs> yeah, I make my own mayonnaise my too. My girlfriend compliments on it quite regularly. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, people are she really impressed by it. I don't. She does, but yeah, I love to eat it. So Dressings are so easy. Dirty. They they really only require two things: a fat and an acid, vinegar and oil. That's yeah. that's a salad dressing. Vinegar's acid, oil's fat. That's all that's required. Now we can add flavor too. So you know, mustard, herbs. Lots of things we can throw into a dressing to create more flavor, but the base of any dressing is just acid and oil. That's it. It's really simple. With um, I do have a quick question, and I'll let you both go to the. It's already over here, but um, I asked him what what he's got going on. It you know with some of the things, but he um, it made me think of. I asked him originally if he took like a blood thinner or anything that may it aid in causing those you know, uh, my guess is that he does get to the skin but well he he has blood he takes something for high blood pressure so i didn't know if no that's I, usually not it, a blood i thinner. know it's not a positive but no it's usually it's not a not bl- it's yeah. a lasartan but, it, most, but I just didn't know if most uh, first round high blood pressure medications are just diuretics. They just they just make your body get rid of water, which is a joke because it hasn't fixed your blood pressure at all. Your blood pressure just lowers because you're you're dehydrated, which is a really bad idea. So these drugs are just awful, and we treat them like they're they don't have a ton of side effects. But we're not realizing that these things basically keep you dehydrated. That's a really bad idea. But that's, uh, you know, if, if he's not willing to change his diet, and he may be on warfarin or some other blood thinner, just about everybody is at that age. Um, and that does create a lot of these problems. Let's go to Wisconsin. Paul, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. Uh, I called last week about getting a CT scan for possible uh, stones. Yes. In my kidneys. Well, I guess they found what they call a pretty big one. It's called a staghorn, and it's 17 by 13 by 11 millimeters. That's pretty big. And it's, uh, yeah, I guess they call it staghorn because it's like a rock that has an appendage growing out of it. Right. And that's what's causing me me to bleed, I guess. It's It's cutting me. Yeah, it will. Let me explain to all the gearheads how they can imagine how big this stone is. Think about a 17 millimeter socket. That's exactly how I picture. Right. I have to, when I think of millimeters, I have to think of tools. I do too. It's the only way I can correlate them because I don't know what, I know what seven inches looks like, but I don't know what seven millimeters looks like unless I think of a tool, a socket. Seven millimeters, pretty small. Yeah. So seven, 17 millimeters. 17. Yeah. That's a big socket. Yeah. So what was there? They they want to operate, right? Well, no, I, I have, I, I was just referred to urologist. I haven't even made an appointment. I just wanted to know what was in there. And like I said, it's it, about the only time it bleeds is when I do stuff like take long walks or mow the lawn or stuff like that. that makes yeah, I sense. must be moving around in there and right. cutting up. Now we, we can dissolve these stones. There are protocols to do this with nutrients and some supplements and, um, and then the proper diet and good mineral balance and they won't come back. You have these stones right. because of poor mineral balance. 
too much calcium, not enough cofactors, and probably too many oxalates. So it's the the. Oh, I know oxalates. I, I got rid of spin. I got rid of spinach uh, a while ago, probably after one of your first shows about oxalates. So. Yeah. So my recommendation would be not to see the urologist yet. I would work with a functional practitioner. It doesn't even have to be a doctor. Lots of nutritionists can do this. Um, but I, I would still recommend somebody like a Dr. Wolfson where you have the whole team. Um, but you can get rid of this. I would not go to the urologist. Right. Well, what about it? What about it cutting into me and making me bleed? Do I have to worry about infection or? Yes, you do. But what is surgery cutting into you and making you bleed? Right. It's very destructive. Surgery is not a minor thing. Surgery is a big thing, really big thing. And we should treat it like a really big thing. We're going in and, and creating a tremendous amount of trauma in our body. Right. So, yeah, I I know my sister had some. A a stone can be a problem. It can be very, very uncomfortable. They can become dangerous. They can become life threatening. You're not there yet. If you were there, they would not have just said, oh, contact a urologist. They would have been telling you, we need to take you in and and do surgery as soon as possible. So, their reaction tells me this isn't at a dangerous level at all. And you have plenty of time to try a natural practitioner and see if we can just get rid of these. Yeah, just dissolve it in time. Yeah. Um, one of the things, I don't put out the protocol over the air. I don't want people trying some of these protocols on their own. But I can tell you what's involved. It, lots of citrus and apple cider vinegar can help. Yeah. Um, that, that's something that's going to be in my normal maintenance from now on. So I don't ever yeah. have this again. Right. Um, that's, that's just going to be part of my supplementation. There you go. I, I, the easiest way to get daily, um, apple cider vinegar in, um, Lauren, I can't drink, uh, cardio miracle without apple cider vinegar anymore. Oh, really? It's just too sweet. Yeah, my, my level for that, sweetness has gone, so I just can't tolerate much sweetness anymore. And it's the apple cider vinegar yeah. that cuts that. You know, I, uh, I used apple cider vinegar yesterday before I did my glucose, my, you have to do like a glucose test when yeah. you're pregnant. Yeah. So before I left the house, I did Good. a little shot of apple cider vinegar. There you go. Because they make you drink so much sugar. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> I know it's like 100 grams of glucose. Yeah, there's, there are like three different tests. The first one is 50, then I think it's 100, and then I think it goes high. I, I ooh, think they, they does it higher. really go higher? Yeah. Oh, oh, I will tell you, if you are fat adapted, that 100 milligrams of glucose will make you feel awful. Oh, I can't even imagine. The 50 was so much already. I was like, <laughs> and you know, I did, I did opt for um, an off, like, so there's this brand called the Fresh Test and they have created a, you know, sugar drink basically um, that you can use in place of whatever they give you at the doctor's office, because what they give you in the doctor's office is horrible. They put so much crap in there. There's chemicals in there. There's food dyes in there. There's all these additional things in there. So luckily I did my research and you can actually purchase um, what's called a fresh test oh. and you can mix your own and bring it with you. That's so good I did to that. know. 
yeah, you know, you hear these horror stories of people that take the the glucose, you know, the one that they give you at the doctor's office, and then like they don't feel their baby for a while. Oh, and yeah, it's, and, like it's, all of these things. It's bad. Yeah. That's all right, That's let's uh, okay. let's knock out a couple more calls again, and then we'll get on to spaces, and we'll bring some of this stuff back. Patrick in Kansas City. Hi, how are you today? Good. What's on your mind? Um, I've got a, a daughter. She's turning 24. She did a uh, nutrition with Lauren. Um, she's seeing a practitioner. She's, I'm sorry, she's got Lyme disease. Okay. Um, she's been fighting pretty hard, fully diagnosed uh, for the last year, off work for the last year. Um, like I said, she did their nutrition with Lauren a while back. She's seeing a functional medicine doctor. She's a physician assistant. Um, who has Lyme herself, and the doctor she works underneath of in this specialty clinic, husband has Lyme disease, so they supposedly have the background. She's been working with them for over six months. Okay. Um, I, I don't have, they've had some, you know, advancement in her getting better, but, you know, she still falls back into where she's either sick or in terrible pain. Okay, or let, me, let me ask you this. Kind of, let me ask sure. you this. What are they recommending her dietary approach should be? I really haven't heard. Oh, wait a minute! A you should know that way. You, you, okay, that you, yeah, I, I thought you just I, did. It should be pretty clear what their dietary approach is, and if it's not clear, that's the problem. That's what I'm starting to wonder if if she, you know, just isn't quite the person she needs to be seeing. The other the other aspects of my daughter had just finished her college up. She's a trained chef, and she, you know, cooking is her big thing. And she hasn't been working for the last year, so a lot of things she does to help her when she's home, you know, is cooking. Cooking is um, a great thing as long as you're cooking and, the right food. Right. I think I need to get her to read the um, Oxlip book and various other things. But, I mean, yeah, that's that's one thing. I don't have the knowledge. I need to educate myself more to help her that way. Um, I work a lot of hours, so there's my excuse. I don't read much. Um, but... Uh, I'm trying to figure out whether, you know, it'd be good for her to maybe. Um, I'll answer, up, I'll answer that question in a second. I have a different question for you. Are you a truck driver? Yes. Yes, yes. you are. And you just yes. told me you, yes. you just lied to me. Oh, about reading? Yeah. You have more time to You're consume books than anybody else right. who works. Anybody. <laughs> I make the statement all the time. Truck driver, I'm <laughs> going to. Truck drivers should be the most yeah. educated people yeah. in our country because they have 60 hours a week that they could be learning. Nobody else right. has that unless you're unemployed. Yeah. So, yeah, don't ever yeah, call I, this show. I I'll warn the other that. people. Don't ever call the show and tell me you again. don't have time to read. And I should know better, right? There's tons uh, of good yeah, books. You, you like, could, as soon as she said that, I was like, oops. I, you could, <laughs> if you put your mind to it, you could finish 10 books in the next two weeks. Yeah, I, I do work local now, and I'm running in and out of underground. I, I started local, hard, so hard, I, I, I know you don't have to. I did 30 stops a day and listened to audiobooks all day long. It's not as convenient. I know you're, you're in and out. More often, but it works. That's that's how I got started. Was in P and D. I do have times where I said a lot. Yeah. 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 So just basically buy the CD, 
copy of it? No, go go to audible.com. Go get a subscription oh, to audible.com. Download, download them right to your phone. You, you get discounts. Download that on your phone? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. That's what I should have asked. Okay. So then you don't have to have signal. It just is and, your phone memory. And if money okay. is a problem, yeah. I love Audible. It's convenient. It works really well. I'll spend the money because this is important to me. But if budget and money is a problem, right. there are apps out there. Overdrive, I think, is one of them. Um, there are apps where you can get downloadable audio books from libraries free. Okay. I don't think that's really uh, an issue. My wife works full time. Yeah. I, income, I, I tell people uh, if you've I got the money, the information, though. I mean, audibles, it always helps. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But I, I know right, that right. she's working with practitioners that have a lot of experience with Lyme or and that's good. I, I would try that first, too. But at some point, if you're mm-hmm. not getting the results you think you should be getting, it never hurts to maybe try somebody else. That's what I'm starting. I'm, I need to inquire more. I'm, I'm feeling frustrated because of seeing my daughter, you know, deal with this when she's, you know, just right. entering her career part of her life. And, right. And been, you, like, been you, on work for a year. You, you want to um, give her the best gift you could give her? Yes. Buy her a consultation with Dr. Wolfson's team. Okay. Any idea what that cost? Uh, probably a couple thousand, depending on whether you want to okay. work with Dr. Wilson directly or not. And if you do and you can afford it, I would right. recommend it. If you can't, right. his team is awesome okay, and it Wilson. will cost less. Right. Right. Okay. Um, well, that, that final test I had to have her take to verify the Lyme disease is $2,600. So. Yeah, it, it costs money. I realize that. It, so. it does. Um, I just want to do what I can. Yeah, and, and that's what I said. I want to it, do what I can to it, the get best, her better. The best gift you could get her is is try somebody else. After six months, if you're still not clear about what their dietary approach is, and she's not getting mm-hmm. outstanding results, I might try somebody else. Six months is probably a good judge. Okay. It's plenty. All right. See, they, the, the lady is a functional medicine. They do, you know, practice functional medicine. I think she's degreed in that. Um, Which is two doctors and her. Let me like address that. that. That's a Go good ahead. start. Yeah. There are lots of, I'm going to yes. make an analogy here with our trucks and maintenance. There are thousands uh-huh. and thousands of certified mechanics. They're ASE certified. They've got all kinds of diplomas. They've been through all kinds of training and they still suck. Yes, sir. It just happens. It's just yep. it's just I've the been, way things are. I was an owner operator for a while. I agree. Yeah. I agree 100. Yeah. They're all and that's, certified. That's what I want to. Like have, my wife is a nurse. They have all the right yeah. education. My wife feels the same way. And, and yeah. your wife is You're highly right. educated. All it's just a shame she's highly yes. educated yep. yes. in yes. a lot of the yep. wrong stuff. Oh, she's wake, waking up quite a bit. I mean, good. Um, the reason my you know my daughter went to you know functional medicine doctor was because of you guys. Good. Good. So, yeah, that, that was, you know, the best thing that happened to her was to, was going that route. And that was because of you. But so thank you so it, much. You're welcome. My, and my next recommendation is uh, I'm glad things are starting to get better. I don't I'm not hearing the results that I think are possible. And I'd give somebody else a shot at this. That, that's what I was starting to feel. And that's why I wanted to call and ask. Um, at, at minimum, we need to either get in touch with you again and have a consultation what, are, what what does that start out when you put, after you do your initial? Is it like five hundred dollars or something along that line? I can't remember what you. Your uh, Lauren, what are one on one rates right now? I don't even know. I never pay attention. Oh, I I know. I'd have to look 
sorry. 150 um, an hour? I don't. We just do it by the hour. You just buy the time. I don't want to guess. Yeah, okay. I don't want to guess either. We, okay. well, I'll tell you what we don't yeah, do. Don't we don't tie you into some right. big package like a lot of practitioners do. A lot of practitioners have a program. Uh, I, you have yeah. to buy the whole program, yep. you know, 30 hours of consultation or whatever. Right. It, we do right. it an hour at a time. There's no commitment to right. anything. Okay. Try us for an hour. If okay. you got some results, try us for two. Uh, and and we focus right. on results. Right. Well, I definitely would like her, you know, like say either you or Dr. Wilson, something that, that I, you know, feel a lot more comfortable with possibly getting, you know, results. Good. I just have to have to have a serious talk with my wife and my daughter about it. There you go. Try and get them to and, go that way. But at, you know, at minimum, we it, can propose this. Yeah. yeah. And, and if it works and they're up for it, all three of you get on the phone and call me. They have questions. I'll okay. help answer them. Okay. Good deal. All right. All right. Well, good. that makes me feel better. I'm glad I touched base with you guys again. Good. And uh, thanks again for all that y'all do for us. You're welcome. All right. Sure. We're going to grab the last call. Man, did we go long today? And then we're going to head on over to Twitter. Um, Mike, Kentucky, you get the final word today. Hi. Hi. What is the proper way to do carnivore? I'm not sure I understand the question. Well, he said there's a proper way earlier to eat carnivore. I'll tell you what I do when I leave, but but I didn't know. You said something about it. Have a I, proper way to do a carnivore. I uh, don't remember yeah. what my thought process might have been when I said it. Yeah. I mean, oh, for okay. me, I, I, rem- I know what mine is. It's that you should be eating nose to tail. You can't just, Good you point. can't sustain yourself fully on just muscle meat. It doesn't have enough nutrients in it. You need to eat, you know, the, the full animal, number one. You need to incorporate some seafood. You need to eat some organs. You know, you have to not just eat muscle meat. And I think a lot of people, when they think carnivore, they're literally just eating the muscle meat. I mean, I come across it almost on a daily. Lauren, I don't disagree with you on this, but I'm, I'm starting to rethink it a little bit. You know, I'm big on organ meats, seafood. We have all that stuff in our store. We've always talked about it. I always keep my mind open. Am I really right? Is is there some nuance to this? One of the things I'm mm-hmm. seeing, mostly online, I follow a lot of people who are carnivore. They promote carnivore. They're not doctors. They're not nutritionists. They have almost no training. They're just simply helping people do what they've done themselves. And I am seeing a lot of people who eat primarily just beef muscle meat and they still get good results. Now, is it good enough long term? I I don't know. But I, I, you know, in some ways I've backed off a little bit trying to push people to seafood if they don't like it, trying to get them to eat organ meats if they don't like it. If you like it, you should absolutely be eating all of that stuff, no doubt. If you don't like it, you should try it. You should find ways to see if you can put some liver in your chili or whatever. But I I will have to say, I'm seeing some people that don't do organ meats or seafood. They don't even really get a lot of variety. They're eating ribeyes and eggs every day. And the health benefits are still pretty incredible. Yeah, no, and, well, and I can completely agree that you're eliminating. It's an elim- that's an elimination right. diet. You're yeah. still eliminating yeah. most of the things. So you are going to get results, but it's just 
I don't recommend it for the long run. I, I agree. don't I don't think I it's sustainable for right. a very long amount of time. But I but if so, uh, if I ever I, see evidence that that disputes that, then I'll certainly let you know. But I kind of feel the same way. Short oh. term, you could eat ribeyes and steaks all day, every day, and you will see incredible results. At some point, is it better to add organ meats and see? If, I have to believe it is. I, I have to believe that. But but let's also make this statement. Lauren, I'll just ask you the question. If somebody came to you and said, here are my options. I've thought this all through. I'm either just going to keep eating the way I eat, which is whatever happens to be in front of my face, or I'm going to go carnivore, but the only thing I'm going to eat is beef and eggs. Which would you choose? Beef and eggs, yep. for sure. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So, <laughs> let, let you know, we like to meet people where they are. If I'm going to freak somebody out because I've talked about organ meats or mackerel in a can or whatever, then a lot of times I'll back off that. If I can see that that's already freaking them out because they just don't like that food and, and I, I want to let them know it's not a requirement. It's a good idea. I do believe that all those nutrients have to be good for us, but... It's not a requirement. Start with ribeyes and eggs if that's what you want to do. So I go out. I go out on the road every usually Monday or Sunday night. I pack up a cooler, put it in my truck, and I have five bottles of combined rotor down here. I got five bottles of kombucha, homemade. Nice. Five avocados, four cans of salmon, vital choice. Four cans of cod livers, and one can no. of roe, all mixed hey. into a salad with homemade. Hey. I, hey, are you a traitor? Did you stick with Vital Choice? Yeah. Yeah. They ditched us. Well, the reason I... What's that? They ditched us. No, they did. I. But yes, the problem was, is before they did that, I... Oh, you said I know I was, they did. I was okay. like a... Uh, I, because uh, I was kind of a conspiracy theorist, and I didn't know what this world was going to do, so I bought about 12 cases of salmon <laughs> good, from them. Before. Good for you. Good for you. And I'm giving you a hard time. I don't care if you eat Vital Choice. It's good stuff. Just pissed me off when 1-800-Flowers bought them and then wouldn't sell wholesale to us. And then uh, 12 hard-boiled eggs, two rolls of liverwurst from that U.S. Wellness, nice. one Kerrygold stick, cough, bulletproof coffee, Dr. Wolfson's coffee I brew, about 20 vitamins twice a day from Dr. Wolfson from his, her, their health coach. And then I tip my whiskey bottle up every morning to get woke up with a shot of apple cider vinegar. <laughs> I, that's, and a, I do, that's a pretty damn good carnivore oh, schedule, I'll tell you. I had never gotten tired of it in probably four years. There you go. There and you go. And that I don't sleep. Isn't it? Isn't and it? I got energy refreshing how little time you spend on food and eating now i just grab it while i'm driving down the road yeah it like takes no uh, eating and uh, it takes almost no time out of your day now yeah so anyway doctor you know i'm a big dr wolfson fan been there what, three or four years it's uh i think his blood test if you take the big blood test and i do every year i think it's twenty five hundred dollars sounds about but right it's 75 pages long <laughs> yeah and and then you want if you want to meet with him, you don't have to meet with him. His health coaches are just as good as him. But if you want to meet with him, I think the first time is two grand. But then after that, you can meet him every year or whenever you want. I think you got access to him, and he'll just charge you by the fifteen minute. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, and then, and, but that's kind of like a one-time deal to actually have access to him. I think, if I remember right. 
But, you know, you talk so, about the blood test. My blood is all pretty much in the normal range, except for a couple of, you know, pesticides and stuff like that that's, you know, if you live out in the country, you're going to have it type stuff. But i tell you what's red on mine, solid red, that will freak you out, and that's cholesterol. And Dr. Wolfson will just, like, glaze over that. Uh, right. That's nothing. Right. Because his his approach, and I learned this approach from him, if you are eating the proper diet, which is any paleo-based diet, your cholesterol is what it is, right. and it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I just wanted to tell you that it's it's uh, it's pretty amazing what you can do. So it's pretty easy. Yeah. So the we, we've actually got something exciting coming up. I don't know the date, but I think it's coming up within the next 30 days or so. Um, that giant 75 page report or however many pages are in that blood test. I have one here. Uh, it's Herschel's. And Dr. Wolfson is going to be joining us, and we're going to go through it on the air. Yeah, it's got the wheat zoomer and all that yep. in it. Yeah. Yep, it's got all that stuff. And, uh, and that's pretty amazing. I meet with him every year when I'm out in Arizona just because I want to sit in his office and bullshit with him, but <laughs> I, I don't have to meet with him. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a good guy to hang out with. Really interesting guy. Yeah. I mean, he is, you know, you think he's all serious on the radio and everything, but... You get him alone together and kind oh. of know him after just oh, yeah. once a year. It's it, cut up time. Well, the, the the first time I realized that was when we were in Vegas and we were waiting to we were waiting for some yeah. other people to show up at the restaurant and we went up to the bar. Him and I walked up and we went to order a drink and the guy next to us for some reason he was sitting there at the bar. He just turned around and started talking to us right away and he said, "What are you guys drinking?" And Jack said, "Well, I'm trying a new." tequila and this guy here's got some lady drink and i looked at him like what the hell are you talking about and he said come on you ordered a chardonnay <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind of funny when he was you're busting up laughing and the lady behind the desk goes do you know him pretty well or what I don't know. I just think one. yeah yeah <laughs> 15 minutes is a blood test and the other 45 minutes was just just, up. And and how many traditional doctors can you do that with? Zero. None of them have that much time to spend with any patient. They're they're totally dictated by insurance. So yes, this is expensive. Yes, you have to pay for it out of your pocket. But it is a completely different experience. Uh oh, and we lost Mike. I think so. I guess we'll wrap this up and head on over to Twitter. What do you think? Sounds good. All right. We're going to reconvene at 1145. That'll give me about 10 minutes to get this all set up and maybe even grab a second cup of coffee today. Some reason I'm craving one. Yeah. Um, all right. We'll wrap this up and we'll see everybody in a little bit. If you want to just keep listening on the app, just keep listening. We'll be back in about 10 minutes. If you want to join us and participate in the space, you do have to be on the Twitter app to do that. So we'll see you in a couple minutes. Be safe. Be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.